So we've talked about it amongst each other, and we decided that we're not going to be any old stupid jingle podcast. It's a little trite, you know, kind of goes against yeah. the theme of just having us all like... It's tacky. It's what it is. It's tacky. It's what it is. Now, it's funny you say that, because I actually do have one this time. No, I don't um, just I don't, save it. Just, yeah. just save it. Pal. I mean, we don't really, we don't really need it at this just point. Need it. I think we move beyond that, really. All right, welcome that to the sucked. Campfire Podcast. Vito, did you uh, make that? <laughs> no, I didn't make Where's that. Where's your jingle, Vito? That was, that was, what are you talking That was great. I'm I kidding. Like that. That was, I like that. It was, it was, it was it broken <laughs> enough. Yeah, you got to right. have like a string break mid. Uh, right. Mid, uh, I want you critic. Right, right. <laughs> I'm anyway, I like I'm, I'm glad that everybody has nothing but negative criticism to heap on our <laughs> jingle that will now be on all of our podcasts. you ever try again? You hear me? But uh, as you, as everybody can hear by now, this is the Broken Campfire Podcast. It is Saturday, April 11th, technically, if you're in the best time zone. Um, I'm joined, or I'm your host, Andy, and I'm joined by, well, we got five of my uh, campfire fellows here. Five hungry boys. Five hungry boys. Broken, uh, broken, sorry, broken boys. What? Well, you know, we're all... We're all just standing around this campfire waiting for well, the interactive Well, if you don't have the campfire working, you can't heat the beans. Who's got the stew? Who's working on the stew? That's your job. I can go for some stew. I'm not allowed near the stew. He is absolutely not allowed near the stew. So, well, we got John, our King of Keeley. It's great to be here. How are you folks doing tonight? We've that, was got, the, uh, that was for the audience, not for you guys. Of course. <laughs> We've got our favorite essential employee, Brendan. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for being here. We've got our Vito Brain, as of two episodes now, our chief anime consultant, Greg. Hello. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining me tonight, Andy, on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I appreciate the invite. I'm joined by Vito Exotic. Hey. Thank you, Andy. Thank so, you very much. So dumb. You know that show came so out finally, last week, right? Finally, some no, respect. Still, no spoilers. I'm still watching it. He told me that's his title. It, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No spoilers. Joined by our producer, Flask. How you doing? Uh, thanks, Greg. Thanks. I, uh, I I actually do really like that jingle. That's I did. I did like that a lot. I was just messing good. It's gonna it. be on every episode from now on. John. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I supported the jingle. I was behind you. Hey, the, the King of Keeley liked it. It's literally the only thing that matters. Good, good. So tonight we're going to each go around and talk about what games we've played. I think we're going to talk uh, just the highlights. One of us has played quite a bit of Persona 5. Um, more Divinity playthrough, which you're going to hear us talk quite a bit about that on episode 2. Um, some, uh, some updates on Doom Eternal and Resident Evil 3. There's been a lot of, uh, movement on that, actually. Um, in our, in our group, with people watching the game, people playing the game at various, or playing through the game, still playing, or having beat the game several times, various states of play. Then, uh, 
We're going to talk about some of our video content, specifically Life is Strange 2, some other things before going into discussion on what difficulty we're going to be, or sorry, discussion on difficulty in games and specifically like what makes a hard mode interesting in games. I think we have some stuff to talk about that. Then we'll go through the news and play a little bit of a game that Greg's cooked up for us in his cultural segment. So, without ado, we'll start with our roundtable segment here. John, what have you been doing recently? What have I been doing? I tell you what, not a whole lot, except in a little game called Divinity 2. Oh, I fucked it up. Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> Definitive Edition. Uh, but oh, I, was, I, I didn't know what you were talking about at first. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of games out there. There's a lot of Divinity 2s out there. There's at least a dozen Divinity 2s out there. It's a tight market right now. Uh, but we've played through the game before, but we're and we've used mods before, but we, I don't know, we're like using some crazier mods now. Like I'm uh in, in one in one timeline, one one game through we're doing, I'm a blacksmith slash uh time wizard. Uh Alright, how's that so, work? A humble blacksmith slash time wizard. Pretty good. We're almost done with that game. Uh, you know, it, it stop time and is that just know. like haste and slow and that kind of stuff, or yeah, yeah, pretty much. Except for it's got like a bunch of golden sparkles around it. Yeah, I stop time once. That's how you know it's got something to do with time. There you go. It does stop time. This is like ultimate move, and it usually fucks us over. Yeah, it doesn't really do anything. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't listen to them. I say to everybody a hundred times. They don't even see the reason. They don't the even know is, it though. The thing is, they they don't know it because they're frozen oh in time. God. And I'm always saving them. I, I mean, it's it's kind of cool. it stops time, but he he's the only one that can move. But if I'm in that bubble, I get I get stuck too. I yeah, can't it's a do huge shit. radius. So yeah, it is it yeah. is sometimes troublesome. But in a different playthrough, I'm playing with uh with, with different people. Got the the shapeshifter mod. And that's, I think, my favorite so far. You just get to turn into different... Like, you start with uh, a bear, a wolf, and uh, a fire beetle. And, you know, you so you're turn having, the wolf. Uh, you have, like, special abilities. Uh, so you're having more fun when you're not playing with us. Hmm. Well, yes and no. The class is more fun. I do You said enjoy... those people are, are kind of kind of annoying to play with, right? Well, there's... There's one person yeah, who's kind of annoying to play with. The other he, two are pretty I, I, solid. I think you said you hated all of them. They're bad. No, uh, no, they're all great people. Just one of them. I, I'm recording this. I, I don't. I don't know if they're just not paying <laughs> attention or what. But they just have the problems. They have a problem following, like keeping up. And I, I don't. I don't know how to help someone do that. So they're stupid, and you hate them. Right. Is it worse than the problems? While I'm playing Divinity 2, yes, they're stupid, and I hate them. But after you that, are a stupid bitch. <laughs> they're they're fun. You, Is it uh, worse than the problems you experience with our group? There's no problems with our group. No, actually, yeah, we're pretty solid when we play Divinity. Scaly I would, I would play solid. Divinity with these guys one. forever, yeah. And you know what another problem is? Not enough communication. You know, uh, They don't like to talk as so much to you guys, so it's a very silent game mm. with me just like saying, hey, maybe we right. should do this. <laughs> that does that would drive me crazy. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. No razzing? I'm starting to hate them, too. Yeah. Well, the mods are, are good people. if you've played Divinity and you have not, and it's not like anything crazy. Well, you know? But the mods are good to an extent. After you, no, I think. Well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I would say first play the game without the mods, obviously. Uh, and they're super easy to do. It's not like you gotta like you know download something, move into your folder. It's all in the workshop, so it's it's really 
He says Most that, people. but on my first playthrough with these guys, my first playthrough of the game, uh, I got fucking. Uh, I had to fight the King of Gondor, and, and we became uh, stronger because of it. We we, did. we overcame. Im- liter- we overcame impossible odds. I mean, we did cheese him. We did not. All right, look, we had. No, all right, we put. All right, we put him in lava. If you consider that cheesy, we still had to get him to the lava, and we still had to survive long enough to throw him in there. Yeah, I think we mentioned this before, but Kurt, his mod is he's playing as a, a Lord of the Rings character, or he's playing as the guy from Shadow of Mordor. He's like <laughs> that guy, and you know, whatever, that's fine and all. He's got like all these Lord of the Rings moves, but because of that we randomly get attacked by, like, Nazgul and characters from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and it just catches That's you with awesome. the moon. It's not awesome. awesome. It's, fu- it's fucking, fucking annoying. They're strong, too. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're stronger than anybody. higher than anyone else you've been, like, fighting in the Do area. Do you get, like, any kind of, like, warning, like, fog or something rolling no. into the Nazgul? No, they just oh. kind of jump you. And especially, like, when I'm by myself, it always happens. When I'm away from everybody else. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, guys... Fucking King of Gondor. Oh, we did fight the King of Gondor. And it we was... threw a seal door into the level. Yeah. <laughs> Just I like the idea. poetry. I like the idea that you're playing an otherwise unrelated campaign. And then, like, characters from just the distinct the intellectual property That's start exactly yeah. what's happening. jumping yeah. you. It's, it's, it's kind of hilarious. Word for word. But uh, we, we killed the King of Gondor, and now Kurt wields his ring and, and sword and uh, crown. <laughs> I am terrified when Sauron shows up, because I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah just, I don't know what like we're going to do then. He's probably going to be right before the end or something. There's going to be no lava around to save us. <laughs> it's, like, it's like going to a tavern in an RPG, recruiting a randomly generated NPC, and it turns out that that NPC has the one ring. Pretty He's much got, like, all of the baggage of a... Storyline, yeah, exactly. Also, I, got, I got to throw a little bit of beef up too because this is the first time oh. I've hosted a game in some quite a bit, and I can't believe none of you have ever mentioned the option. If you, if you pause the game, it says like, um, like co- something bad, like collector bag, or like, uh, I don't know what basically there are little extra things you can turn on the game to make it more fun. Like, what? there's there's one that's like anytime you get in an encounter, um. Like, certain enemies can be, like, elite and they have different moves. Uh, there's, like, a mirror you can turn on in Fort Joyce. You can respect there. Uh, there's, so like, crazier ones to buff you up. No, they're not even mods. They're just, this like, just built in the into game. the game. They just uh, released them as it as they came out. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, they're like, well, and there's, like, ones, like, to cheese it, too. They're, like, one where you can start with eight AP points at all times. There's a bunch Damn. of them. There's, like, 20 of them. I, can't believe I, I had no idea. Down. We got to try that out, yeah. Uh, but that, that's it on the Divinity front. If you haven't tried the mods, download the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, no, Shadow download, Walker, or whatever it's called, <laughs> and have yourself an adventure of a lifetime. I still have no idea what Kurt does. I don't either, dude. He shoots <laughs> light out light. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, he just has taste of light. <laughs> oh my god. Stuff gets hurt. Is he like a, is he like a Gandalf class? No, or, he's like um, no, he like the Shadow of War games or the Shadow, Shadow of Mordor War. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's like a ring like wraith or whatever they call him. Okay, the game. okay. He has like the little spirit guy, and he does like the crazy moves, and he shoots so he's like, spirit je- arrows. So it's like the same uh, same race as the Nazgul, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, I th- yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, uh, I don't know. He does have that tag now that he. John, be not that I care, right? I mean, he has, he's uh, pretty uh, pretty dumb, right? Yeah, it's Nine rings for the kings of men. And Kurt. Oh, okay. 
Kurt I saw one screenshot you were you posted you were uh, you and your boys were a bunch of bears it looked like shapeshifters. Yeah, Suzuki crew. Yeah, yeah, that's another cool thing. As a shapeshifter, not only can you turn into stuff, you can polymorph other people into stuff with their permission. So you guys don't walk around as animals the whole time. No, they don't even like being animals. We just did it that one time. I usually do. <laughs> just, just you had screen, to like force them. Why? Well, well, it was for the, guys, you know, guys, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, it was the first time I got the the power, so it's cool. Well, actually, my my buddy Chris, the the slower one, he was not there for like an hour and a half when we first started playing, and I just turned him into an owl. And I just controlled him. <laughs> it was pretty good. The yeah. owl kicks ass. It's, it gets behind you, does a little eye gouge, blinds people. That sounds neat. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. One. I like our new our new playthrough though, dwarf, oh, dwarf playthrough. I didn't even dwarf mention playthrough. Them. They are great though. I am a vampire. Blue yeah, well, we got what's, well, what's the new playthrough? The theme is that we're dwarves, but we're uh, you know we're all the the elements. So I'm a water mage. Kurt's a a wind mage. Uh, Knoxville's a fire mage, and John's a vampire. <laughs> Okay, cool. Ah, cool. Uh, yes. Yes, my favorite element. All uh, right. The hidden element. <laughs> yeah, the we got all of them covered, so yeah. we're a pretty solid team there, too. He's he's always uh, troubles. He's like a blood mage. A blood mage, I guess, kind of. Yeah. He, he's troubles no, in well, every game. No, I'm just like a straight... I just don't have any kind of magic ability. It's just, uh, no, he's just a vampire. Just a vampire. <laughs> just, a vampire. Okay. just kind of showed up and started following us. That's, that's more of a miscellaneous game. That game, I don't care who's there. You can take my spy. You know, any, you know when someone just wants to play Divinity or something, you, you know. Yeah, people. John 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 happened upon this adventuring party, and he's like, "No, I'm totally a mage. I I have great command over blood." And uh, yeah, we kind of we kind of felt bad. <laughs> Come on, it's guys. fucking weird, dude. I mean, we're just like doing our thing, and he's like, "Yeah, sucking people's I keep blood and stuff." Show me do magic. He's like the he's like the dandelion. <laughs> he's like the dandelion of dandelion, like a vampire. He's not even really a vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. Th I really don't think he is. Oh, I think he's just a dude. Up. I never even saw him turn into a bat. That's awesome. That makes his okay. behavior worse. Right, hey, look, I got that. That's a Zuku right thing before now. we saved. I got that ability. I can summon bats now. I, I swear, no one's seen it, but I swear mm. I can do it. <laughs> like pigeons when you, you summon believe them. Believe me, yeah, I just painted them black. <laughs> all right, cool. Oil. All right, so yeah, that's the divinity front. That's all I got on on the divinity side. All right, cool. You got anything else, Sean? No, no, that's that's about all I've been up to lately. Sure. And Brandon, I know you've been playing a lot of Divinity as well, and other than that, you've been pretty busy with work, because, like I said at the top of the show, you are an essential employee. Yes. Uh, along with the Divinity games, briefly, me and Greg played a little Lego Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, very, you guys have talked about playing game. Legos. Very it's fun, very I recommend Relaxing. It. Yeah, sure. That's awesome. Got a lot of characters that don't unlock and that kind of thing, like oh, classic yeah. Lego games. That's awesome. We unlocked like our first dinosaur, and it was badass because then we went to this one building and it was like, oh, you can customize them if you want to. And I was like, what the fuck? Cool. It's pretty awesome, dude. I never played a Lego game. Is it actually fun for like grown men? Or yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. a chill collecting yeah, game, it's... and it's like, oh, I like this movie. I remember this thing. Me and Foss played a bunch of them several years ago. They were they're fun as hell. It is, yeah. It's funny though. So, uh, in the Lego movie or in the Lego game, uh, like the, we're doing, we did Jurassic Park one, and they cut most of the audio from the first movie, and it sounds like it. But for some reason, they couldn't get 
Nedry or uh, Samuel Jackson for some reason. So it's oh, just so you, it's like audio portions of the movie, and then it cuts to this guy who's supposed to be Ned, like doing a really bad impression of Nedry. He's like the uh, the machines; they got to reset. All right, I'm out of here. And you're like, oh, okay. It just sounds goofy. It's also uh, weird uh, uh, when you when your character. Yeah, when your character like punches something, they take like an audio of the a character from the movie like grunting or exerting <laughs> themselves. It's very kind of jarring. Also, and I don't know, I don't know what to say about this. So a few people die in the first Jurassic Park movie, but uh, in the Jurassic what? Park game, uh, only uh, only uh, Samuel Jackson's character dies. Yeah. Like mm, yo, one dude's get the one dude's gets eaten, but then but the T Rex coughs him up. Newman but what's gets different? Eaten, right? But what's different about his character? I, just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just. I just think I thought it was weird. Did they do a gag where quick? like his his arm pops out of its socket or like it's? No, it's just oh. literally he's just, he's just dead. Yeah, he's just oh god. Dead. Like the one guy uh, who gets eaten by the raptors, he just runs away. And that's it. Um, which one of you were playing? Uh, is Chris Pratt? Oh, we haven't gotten that far yet. Mm, okay. I so does it go through like all of the movies? And, yes. Yeah. So like the three originals and then the Chris Pratt then, movies. Yeah. World. What was the plot? There's like a hub world in between. In the newest Jurassic Park, wasn't the dinosaur like it thinks and stuff? And yeah, it's I actually, actually see it. Yeah, the dinosaur actually enacts a plan to take over the. It does, though, right? You're not being sarcastic. Isn't that really the, the plot? No, we shouldn't yeah. talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, other than Legos, Brendan, that's that's about it for you? Yeah. All righty. Greg, I know you've been hustling on the turnip market. I, I have. Ask how that, I want to ask how that was going. Uh, I paid off one loan. I uh, made a lot of... I made, I think total, I made a million, like around a million bells uh, this oh, last wow. week. I don't know and what, I don't know the exchange rate, but that's the exchange like a rate is like a, a bell is like a peso, I would say. Okay. So okay. I made quite. I made like. Grand. I made. Like, I made like ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys remember when Taco Bell had that million peso giveaway? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they did. No, Jesus. no, it's serious. It's a promotional thing. I swear to God, it was. Uh, I'm oh, it was like mid two thousands. Would they like drop off a million pesos at your door, just make you deal with the hassle? They exchange rate. Uh, you have to go to Mexico <laughs> to pick it up. Just, just for uh, so that's forty two thousand. It's roughly forty three thousand dollars U.S. Still not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, this is uh, April 7, 2005. Drink a cup. Could be worth 1 million pesos at Taco Bell. Wow. It's before Uncle Sam takes his share. <laughs> Senor Sam. Senor All right. Sam. Well, yes, Sam. <laughs> but I've been playing a lot of that. Uh, playing Persona 5. I just finished uh, the first, like, Palace. And it's, uh, they added a lot of shit. From uh, Persona Five to Royal, yeah, you're playing Royal. You enjoying the yes. changes? Uh I am. I'm enjoying a lot of the changes. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything I've run into yet 
that I'm like, oh, this is fucking stupid. They did change uh, one of the characters' voice actors, and I don't know why. I don't really like care to look into it to know why. Do you play in Japanese or English? English. I played okay. the first one in English, and I'm like, I don't want to play this. And I just want to fuck because I was when I was doing it, I was playing uh, Animal Crossing as well. So I was just having them talk in the background. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to be focused oh, on yeah. this. I forgot I heard that. I overheard the message yeah. the other day. Uh, All right, cool. But on that, I just uh, played through. Res- I'm playing Resident Evil Three. So have you? Uh, that's been a hot topic recently. I think you, Vito, and Kurt have played the game. Yeah. Kurt's beating the game. You've beaten the game. Um, I beat it. John has watched Kurt play it several times. I think I've watched Kurt play a, a good portion of it. You did beat it, okay, Vito? So you know. What do you what do you what do you think about the game, Greg? I you're still, think you're still playing it even after you beat it a couple of times. Yes, like. I all I have to do is Inferno difficulty. I enjoy it. Uh, is Inferno like the highest? Like yes, the that is the last thing okay. I need to do in that game, and I will have a hundred percent of it. Wow, but okay. uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. I'm uh, really enjoying uh, like uh, these mods that I've been finding with uh, character swapping. <laughs> like, uh, Nemesis is Ultron for right now for me. Nice, okay. Who um, are you playing as? I am playing as, um... I think I'm just playing as regular player. No, I tried to play as Nikolai, who is uh, one of the Russian dudes. But okay. his, char- his character model kept breaking, and his, like, eyes would explode out of his head. Oh, oh yeah. my god. And it's I could new, new and, layer of horror. Yes, but, like, then in cutscenes, his hair would shoot straight up and his eyes would slowly like come out of their sockets and then it would just crash my game so, yeah, sure. so i was like oh, all right but then i have carlos's dante from the devil may cry series which is the probably the best part of that game oh so would you say the game is featuring him now yes it is dante from the devil may cry series but uh yeah i've had a lot of fun uh my i liked nightmare a lot I think uh, them, like, as the difficulty increases, them changing it up, adding, like, new monsters and stuff is really interesting. And, uh, I hope they remake Code Veronica X, or whatever the hell they do. Sure. Alright, cool. Vito, what what about you? You said you beat it, and I think that's pretty recent, right? Like, you probably just beat it last night or today? How was the assisted mode, Vito? Dude, I beat it, like, like a couple days after it came out. What's what's your deal, bro? (laughs) All right, so what do you think? Uh, Espe- like compared to Resident Evil Two, especially, you know. Yeah, you so really I, love I, Resident Evil Two. I loved Resident Evil Two. I beat it on. I beat this one on standard. Um, I'm probably gonna try like Nightmare, like these guys did. You have to do um, hardcore first to get Nightmare. Okay, then I'll do hardcore first. I just um, don't think you're hardcore enough, dude. I'm hardcore. I, I thought standard was pretty easy, actually. Like I, I had tons of health. Uh, pickups left over but uh yeah the, mm. it was fun um i mm. i had a good time because i liked resident evil 2 so much and it's kind of just like more resident evil 2 but i don't think it's worth the price tag it really you know we talked a couple podcasts ago about how um resident evil 3 wasn't <clears throat> meant to be resident evil 3 it was supposed to be like the um you know the uh, like the code Veronica X. How that? Um, yeah, it's supposed to be the spinoff. Then they right, the, right. Yeah. Title. You're talking about the original game. Yeah, 
So how Resident Evil 3 was supposed to be the spinoff, but I guess, I don't know, for some reason it ended up being the third game in the series. I could totally see that because it really just feels like it should have been an add-on to Resident Evil 2. I mean, a lot of the the maps are just like the same exact map from Resident yeah. Evil 2. That was kind of what I was worried about even from Resident Evil 2 because Resident Evil 2, the original, was a great game. So like, if the remake... Which is what the remake more or less was. It's like a a new way to play the game in a new engine with better graphics, but still pretty much the same game. Like uh, some differences, like Mr. X is different, you know, more or less the same design, you know. I If they took that same approach for Sailor 3, which it seems like they did, it's not surprising that the reception that the remake is getting is seems pretty similar to the reception that the original was getting. Right, so I got well. you can't complain. I mean, I, I'm, I never played this one, for so you know I feel stupid even complaining. I'm not complaining. I had a good time, but yeah, it does feel um, like a like a half-assed uh, successor to Resident Evil Two. My main issue with the game, and it's not even really like an issue. It's just like something I wish they did. Is I wish they had more. Like I wish Nemesis was around more. Because sure. he's really not around. Like, he yeah, follows yeah. you for a few times, and it's like, all right, bye, I guess. Seems like especially after Mr. X, people were pretty disappointed with Nemesis. See, I, but, you know, as I'm talking, it's like, you know, how could you complain if their job was to just reboot the game and, you know, add to it and update the graphics and... and Fix then you, you know, the then bugs they and stuff. They fucking nailed it. They nailed it plus more. You know, they added extra difficulties and sure. the shop and stuff. Um, so they did get rid know. of some stuff though from the original game, right? I mean, I guess, but overall, um, the the base game is just not like super great. But I I, I enjoyed it. I, I had a good time. It, it, maybe it's because it's so short. But it seems like I'm seeing. Oh, a lot of you guys playing that game over and over again. I more, I more I like I enjoyed the game a lot, but I but also I also love Resident Evil. Like right. that's one of my favorite it's, it's, series. It sounds like you're correct, Vito, that the relationship between the remakes is the same as the like, relationship between right. the original, where it's like an expansion of right, the ideas right. from RE2. Right. Which seems like a hard sell for me for sixty dollars. And and I think if you really want to, uh, you know. If you're going to buy it for $60, you want to get your money's worth, then you really do have to take advantage of the difficulty modes like Kurt and Greg are. Because it, yeah. I feel like the game really ends up being this like this gauntlet. You know, It's not just about beating it once. It's about beating it multiple times with... Um, using these challenges that are in the game. You know, like Kurt, our friend Kurt beat it recently. Um and uh, he did it with what mm-hmm. two two health items or without under using no, five no, saves. No, 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 no health items. No health items under two saves or something like that. So there's challenges in the game that if you complete those challenges, you get points, and then those points allow you to buy things in the shop. And some of them are just like fun cosmetic stuff and models and things to look at in the menu screen. But some of them are like you know weapons with infinite ammo or rocket right, launcher. Yeah. Right, right. Like Greg beat the game on S rank on assistant mode and got the infinite rocket launcher. 
Right, and that helps him beat the game on a, the next hardest difficulty, which I guess he's working on right now, Inferno. So it's it's weird. It's not. It's cool. I think it's a cool idea that the game is not just about beating it once. It's about beating it multiple times, on and challenging yourself the the next time. You know, that sounds like is an indication of how it's always been. You know, you try yeah. to limit your item usage and saves right. and. Uh, try to get the best rank, and then you unlock stuff at the end. Okay, so that stuff that existed that, in the original. Yeah. Yeah. They may have expanded upon it, but yeah. Some, some. I mean, a lot of that DNA is what went into Resident Evil 4 as well, where I think Resident Evil 4, like, really nails that mm-hmm. idea of, like, well, especially, like, with your first time through, you know, you don't really know what the best upgrades are and everything. You get a feel for the upgrade system, what items you're going to get. Your second time through, it feels like a totally different game because you have a better direction of where you want to go, that kind of thing. And a Tommy gun. I think that's a fun way to make a game. Like, I don't know if that's like uh, something that's tacked on. I mean, obviously, it's it's part of the series now. But I wonder if originally it's a good way to like padding out a a five or six hour campaign with a lot of value to somewhat justify the price tag. Right, but I feel like the average gamer is going to miss out. You know, they're going to pay sixty dollars for this, beat it once, and they're not the kind of person who who's going to keep coming back, right? Right, and well, that's they're their feel ripped loss, off. right? All right. Anybody else got anything to say about Resident Evil Three? What about the well, multiplayer? Did you get to play any oh, more? Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I wanted to bring that up. How how you feel about the multiplayer mode, Resistance, which like I which is uh, kind of tacked on to the game, it seems like. So yes, with your purchase of Resident Evil Three, you get Resident Evil Revelations. And I am so... Oh, Revelation, not Resistance, sorry. Resistance. What did I say? It is Resistance. resistance. (laughs) No, it is Resistance. I'm bleeding Resident Evil games together. Uh, It's it's so... I'm so middle of the road with it, where I enjoy it when I play with Kurt. I think it's fun. I'm like, I enjoy it. But, God, when I'm playing, I just... There's just something in me. I'm like, I fucking don't like this shit. Is it broken? Definitely definitely doesn't pass the sniff test. Yes. Like uh, the sniff test for me. Basically, one of my big issues is it's very unbalanced. I say I want to say, like uh, me and Kurt were playing, and we were I guess we were taking too long, and this one person, the mastermind, got their ultimate, which is they spawned a plant monster, and they put it in front of the door, which was the only way we could go. So we could not advance, and every time we got close, it would just grab me and just eat me, and I would die. We would lose time, and then we lost. So we just couldn't do anything, <laughs> and that was the end of that. That was the end of that game. But was then there were the other monsters from. Uh, it's uh, Yati- yeah, it's Yativo. Or no, not one of those. Not one of those things. Oh, but okay. they, you could you could just spawn them normally. Oh, it's uh, it's <laughs> like a, an actual giant plant. Oh, okay. But uh, Feed then more. Then there's other games that me and Kurt played where me and Kurt literally went through, we like sped run the game, and the other two people on our group were like just chickens with their heads cut off doing nothing, and we just, me and Kurt just blew through everything, just did all the objectives, killed all the zombies, right. we we belittled the, uh, the uh, mastermind. So, do you, do you think this is a game that's going to last? Because it doesn't seem like it to me. Like, it seems like it's going to have a if sharp drop off. I the think next month if or they two. fix the network, maybe add more than the two maps that I've played and, uh, like, add more stuff to it, I could see it being, like, kind of enjoyable for a while. 
but I don't know. They they huh. need to make like a like a five dollar buy in mode if you don't want to buy Resi with three, but you want to play Resi. Yes, because like I would like if all of us got that game like that. That sounds like the kind of game we would. I think the, I think it would be a very fun uh, game mode, right. like a very fun thing for us to play. But I also don't think people should spend sixty dollars and be yeah, like, I'm not gonna, I want to play Resistance. How many players is it? Uh, it's five, four people are the survivors, one's the okay. mastermind. Okay. But, uh, right. yeah, that was that. Yeah, it, oh, you got anything else, Greg? Is that it? Oh, uh, no. Just, uh, fix your game, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright, cool. Uh, Vito, you talked quite a bit about Resident Evil 3, but you also played some Doom, tw- both 2016 and Eternal. Yeah, so, I beat Doom 2016 for the first time, like, I don't know, two weeks ago. But that's uh, not the first time you played it. It's just like, you finally no. got onto it. Or, yeah. or that is the first time you played it. Or No, so I, I you got it for me uh, for Christmas what? or something. Oh, like Vito, you don't got to mention that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah, I mean, you want to be, yes, I did. I did buy that for you. Yeah, You really shouldn't that nice. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was like, that might have been like two years ago or something like that. And I played it for a little bit and it was always like, maybe if I needed to waste some time, it was like oh, fun to play. Um, but then Doom Eternal not, not came really out. Committed to it. Yeah, I just wasn't really into it. Also, I had my old rig, so it didn't run as well. Um, sure. But yeah, Doom Eternal came out and uh, I don't know what to say. The hype got me. So I was like, shit, I'm going to go play 2016. And I did. And I enjoyed it. I had a really good time, actually. Um and then uh, I just got Eternal uh, a couple days ago, and oh my god, it's so much better than Doom 2016. Uh, yeah, that like, game is uh, that game is like uh, somewhat polarizing because like there, it seems like there's there's a lot of gamers who are saying what you're saying, and a lot of gamers who are saying that like they, I don't. I, I haven't played either game, so do I you can't know really what say, they're but, like, saying? Because I don't really understand. I mean, it's so it's just fleshed out. I think I think that the con I'm, the consensus on the other side is that it does too much. Maybe they're like it. it I it, can see like that the, the, like the levels are too long and like the, like it tries to do too many different things and like they 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 missed like the simplified focus of 2016. Um. Yeah, I don't know about the levels being long, but there is a lot of game this time around. Like especially right. as far as like unlock systems. Um and Actually, if if I have any complaint, I guess that might be it. But I gotta play the game more. Um, but you're but you're a gamer's gamer. You know what I mean? You you like game. You like yeah. I like ass. shit like you that. Like, you mean, like video game ass video games. Yeah, and this is a game. This game is very <laughs> video gamey. I mean, that sounds silly, but like you know, like there's floating extra lives that say like one up right. and uh, enemies. Sure. Like you know, a game doesn't take itself seriously. Like you fucking uh, I forget the name of those. Uh, big eyeball monsters you jump up and you Cacodemons? grab it sure yeah cacodemon yeah. you fucking stretch its eyeball out of its uh, head and, it, and it, you could practically hear it go boing like actually, it's, it's I, think it, I think it's pronounced your mother come on <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i ain't said anything in a while you know yeah. flask uh write that down as a gum okay go on um, yeah so uh yeah, it's just so much more fleshed out than Doom 2016. Um, 
Like the, cool. the, the movement techs are all, I mean, there's so many ways to traverse the map, whether you're swinging or dashing, double jumping. Dude, I, I've come like, to love that kind of shit in games. Like Movement tech is game, awesome. Games that make it fun to move around. Because like, that's what you're doing most of the time you're playing a game is getting from point A to point B, you know? Yeah, and like in Doom 2016, there was a lot of, you know, there was uh, secrets on every map and stuff like that. But I don't know, I didn't like really bother trying to find them. It wasn't that much fun. <laughs> And this one, there's so much like verticality and like, I don't know, ways to get around the map that you really have to use your brain and try to figure sure. out, you know, how sure. to get those those secrets. So it's just a, a lot more fun. And the level design is so much better than 2016. And, and I'm saying all this as somebody who actually really enjoyed 2016, but the level well, you're, design you're is... Just, you're, just saying, you're just saying that you're pleased at how much of an improvement it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah. On an already great thing. The yeah. levels are beautiful. They have like these sweeping vistas. Um, there's like variety in in the levels now. Like in Doom 2016, and again, you know, they're, they're, it's a remaster and they have source material, so they can only do so much. But, you know, Mars and Hell, like sometimes you can't even tell where you're at because they just look, it's just sand and, and clay. Sand and demons, right. Yeah, um, and then you're in the the space station. And it's just you know generic space station hallways. And this one, I mean, you got like snow areas and shit. Probably, oh yeah, right? I'm like not even far in, and it's like every level you're in a different like dimension. I'm like first level you start in a you start in a space station and then just jump straight to Earth, and then you end up in um, uh, hell. And then I hear you go to. Well, I don't want to make spoilers uh, spoil things, but um, yeah, there's just a you lot go to of, different places. Yeah. Yeah, and they all look different, and they're That's each cool. map has uh, a lot of love put into it. So yeah, so you I'm found really the navigation it. in those levels, and like feeling like you. Uh, what am I trying to say? The navigation and the exploration of the levels has been. I'm uh, actually natural yeah. To you, like I'm viable, stopping completely. after because you know there's a there's a gameplay loop, and it's like you know you you walk into an arena fight a bunch of demons for a little bit and it's really fast and intense and then i'm you know i'm stopping and i'm looking around and i'm exploring the map and there's a platforming element that's like flushed out and a lot of fun that wasn't in that 2016 okay oh yeah good. i recommend it right now and there's a multiplayer i haven't haven't tried it yet cool cool well uh i'm definitely gonna be interested to hear you give an update on that if you have any updates to give once you finish the game um and uh, you were trying to get into the multiplayer earlier. You couldn't get into a match or something, or um, no? I think I got a, a message that popped up and said something like, uh, "Are you sure you want to?" Uh, something like, "I think there's spoilers in the multiplayer," so it was warning me. So I just said, "Oh, well, maybe like some of the maps. You, it's probably like the maps you go to and that kind of thing. Maybe that, or maybe the demons you play as. Like I haven't sure, seen them I yet, or that. something. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. cool that it warned you though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to do that. Have a... All right, cool. You got anything else to talk about, Vito? Um, I think that's about it. Just Resident Evil 3, Doom. Uh, yeah. All right. Neat. Cool. All right, Flask. Hey. Uh, our, the Jingle Master himself. That's me. What have you been doing recently? Uh, I haven't really been gaming this past week so much. Uh, doing homework, editing... Uh, watching random stuff, reading old comics, and you know, comic reading. 
uh, played some Life is Strange 2 with you. And those episodes from episode two of that game are going to be coming out soon on the ch- on YouTube channel. Uh, I think I think we had a better time or a less like uh, mixed reaction to this episode two. Yeah, um, I mean, I I I think it was it was pretty all right. Like it was you know nothing special, and like um, I'll say for I'll say the good. The emotional tones are still there, and I think I said that for episode one as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the game definitely evokes a tone, and it's sometimes like actually very depressing to like experience, and <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes isn't like a good good vibe, but like it's good at evoking that vibe. That's it a is. credit to the credit to the writing. Do you guys like I cry? Think, oh yeah, we like cry and like everything, and it's <clears> a big thing. But no, no, I mean, it, but like sometimes you know, cooperative you weeping. You can hear us in the video, like, we're like, damn. You know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I've never actually cried in my entire life. Oh, yeah. but, uh, but also, like... It's all inside you. Maybe it's because you play enough of these Telltale-like games that some of the aspects of the formula really start to jump out at you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we you know the plot of the game is that it's a road story following these two kids, and you know they're... They have a destination that's far to the south. And so <laughs> when episode two, the main plot is that they're offered refuge at a family's house, you know, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So you're just waiting Absolutely. for you. You're looking for the triggers. It's going to be like, OK, so OK, so that's going to that's foreshadowing. This is going to happen. This and, you know, pretty early on, Flask and I had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen in the episode. And that definitely yeah, took away some of the impact of it. But sorry, what are you saying, Vito? What's the difference between that and like watching a movie? I mean, well, you're still playing it. <laughs> you're making and choices. I, but as with all of those narrative-based like uh, adventure games, no, I, I meant I thought I, he was I think, I think that I, no, it's, it's just it's 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 just a little more predictable than like you would find tolerable. Like, like yes. you know, when you're it, savvy, it, if you're if you. If you want to talk about movies, it would be it's the difference between like a really good movie, like a really good drama, you know, wouldn't have that kind of thing versus like a good rom com would would have all those things but would still be enjoyable. And okay, I think so the story is just not great. Some some of the overarching arcs haven't been very interesting so far, maybe. Okay. Would be would be as much as some I'll of say. the beats, yeah. Yeah. Some of the beats. Um I, but I think the most the most frustrating thing I can talk about with episode two is that the moments where the game is putting us into a position where we as players don't agree with what the main character is doing, but we're talking to somebody and we have to make a choice that tries to justify the main character's actions that we didn't have control over. And it's just weird. It's like we have... We have control You're being over being railroaded, basically. You're being railroaded, and it's like weird because we do have control over some of our actions, but those are often not the ones we're being grilled about. We're being grilled about like, why did you run? Why did you like go on this crazy adventure? And it's like, well, that's a conceit of the game. I don't really have a, I don't know like what is the good reason for that, you know? Yeah. But I, other than just like maybe getting a little tired of the telltale formula, and I think Life is Strange 1, for the most part, actually managed to avoid those pitfalls. It's a little disappointing to see Life is Strange 2 is a, maybe a bit more cliche than the first game. But, again, we're only two out of five episodes in, so we'll 
certainly have more to say about that. Yeah, I think we'll... Oh, we're on the road again. <laughs> you got anything else uh, to say about it, Flask? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, our our thoughts are kind of present in the, in the, the video. videos to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will mention a couple other things. I uh, I watched the Konosuba movie. Uh, Greg, did you watch that? No, I was actually going to find the movie and then put it in a thing for us to watch later. Oh, nice! It's but good. I I know I know I was like I know it's good. It's fucking Konosuba. Right. Konosuba is rad, but yeah, the movie uh, I is. I love uh, Konosuba. Good. I don't know Theoretically, what that is, if I don't know what that is, so it's it's a comedy isekai anime. Um, Theoretically, if I don't know what kai is, I was getting so frustrated. Is trans? It's to another world. Yeah, a person from our world transported to a fantasy world. Usually, this one is about a loser who's transported to a fantasy world and just makes like mistake after mistake, but somehow makes it through. Basically, it's like if someone from New York went anywhere else. How do you ban somebody from a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine someone from New York going to Florida. Their mind would just melt. You know what I mean? It would just... It would be like a fantasy land. I get so frustrated when people say nonsense or to just pretend like, oh yeah, you know, I I was watching Gonsuka. (laughs) You know, you guys know Gonsuka, right? Oh yeah, well... Gunsucky? Yeah, the way I figure it is like I'm not gonna convince you guys to start watching anime, and I don't really want to. I just so you don't know that. I'm basically saying this for the viewers and Greg. Hey, we watch our we've watched our fair share. Nox was watching last night. Vito, stop! Don't tell them. We don't want the listeners to lose their faith in us. Well, if you want a good comedy anime, Konosuba is a good choice. Very good. Uh, And I also mentioned a comic book I read. That's a new one because usually I read old comics, but this is a new one from like last year. I don't really read like ongoing man- mainstream comics anymore, Marvel and DC stuff. I don't mm-hmm. haven't done that for years because it's trash. But uh, there was this six issue miniseries um, called Spider Man Life Story, Ooh. where the conceit is basically like, um, what if in the Marvel universe everyone just aged normally since the 1960s? So each issue covers a different decade, 1960s, 1970s, etc., up until present day. Oh, that's cool. Um, basically featuring Spider-Man's life as he ages in real time. That's and neat. it kind of condenses like his history and Marvel Universe's history. And it's, uh, it's pretty good, actually. It's pretty well done. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Life Story. Oh, you fucking type this down. That sounds badass. So like what he it faces actually is like real life uh, problems. That, well, that's Peter Parker. Of course, he faces real life problems. <laughs> no, I mean, luck, you know, but like, I don't know, like the problems of aging. Like, does he get like yes. heart disease or something like that? Or? Well, it, uh, yeah, he as he gets older, he's like, disease. shit, I can't really. He's not the you know Sciatica. the young twenty somethings swinging through the streets. Uh, my arthritis. You know, you know him and Goku. What, we'll get that. When does he hang it up? If he started in the sixties, that means he's how old? You know, he's like. Uh, so he was like, I don't know. Well, he's in high school when he got his powers, right? Like Fifty. Oh God, yeah. So he's, he's like, like in his he's 60s, like in his seventies. Is he still swinging? Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it changes. Right, obviously. Don't spoil it for me. Those, I, right. I won't spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> he's also a mutant. Yeah, you guys know he, I yeah. live down the block from uh, Spider-Man's house, right? 
Here we go. Sure. Can't go two yeah. seconds without talking about fucking New York. Right. I swear to God. Watch your address. Watch your address, Vito. What, what, what's your address? Don't you your address right now? <laughs> I don't think anybody needs that. I think they can figure no, it out. No, no, I, I live, I right, live down the block from Spider-Man's house, and my mail sometimes goes over there by mistake. Flash don't mind him. Flash don't mind him. What else even kick the shit out of his old... He's old now, so he can do it. I don't think anybody lives in that house. My mail's usually just sitting on the step. Who is this crazy man we invited on the podcast? Peter! Peter, give me my fucking mail! He's banging on the window. Tell him to leave. Peter! Alright, Flash, what else have you been doing? Oh, I don't really have anything else to mention. It's just that's that's one of the better comics uh, that I've read from okay, like cool. mainstream stuff in the past several years. What, what's so, its name one more time? Spider-Man Life Story by Chip Zdarsky. Cool. That's a good name. Chips Ahoy. Chips Ahoy. Yes, Chips Ahoy, that's what I said. Alright, cool. Well, other than Life is Strange 2, I've been mostly playing Dead Cells. I beat... 1BC of the game, one boss cell. It's hard mode. I'm on very hard mode now. Really loving how every time I get to a new difficulty, it's like a whole new game. I'm still not bored of the game, even though, you know, I'm doing a lot of the same loops over and over, but different That's equipment good. and whatnot, like a roguelike. With Bannerlord, I just wanted to update my opinion on that game a little bit, in that I'm a lot more optimistic than I was, I think, last week when we recorded, because the game's been out for. 12 days now and since there's been like nine pretty sizable bug fix <laughs> patches seems like every time i look on the subreddit and see a major like issue reported like it's fixed the next day you know um so they seem to have their ear pretty close to the community and they're working pretty hard to get the game into a stable state then there's a lot to be said they for maybe fixed go ahead have they fixed anything specifically that you needed you wanted fixed yeah, so the the major the biggest issue like I because I have a pretty decent rig, I think I've managed to avoid most all the optimization issues that people were experiencing. But like mm-hmm. the biggest issue that I think was making the game not fun was the what the way that some of the AI and it's all like it's a very complex simulation. There's a lot of different nations and stuff like that managing different their armies, managing their resources and all that and some of the variables were off such that a nation would get a lot of power and would just steamroll the other nations so that in like oh, two yeah. two years in game time which is not a lot of time in those games um you would have entire nations wiped out already and like one nation so dominant it's clearly going to be the nation that rules the continent you know yes. and before and th- by that point in the game you're you're not even at the level where you're interacting with kingdoms at large. You're probably still building your own personal army and your own character, you know? So that that snowballing f- issue, they've been addressing little by little each patch, and they've made it a lot better. So that's been a positive for me. Cool. Other than that, I just want to talk about Silicon Valley as, like, my current background show now. It's a pretty great show, actually. I mean... Great is maybe a bit too strong, but it's written and produced by Mike Judge. You know, King of the Hill, Simpsons, Office. He's got a, a lot of good creds behind him. The characters are... Describe it as like, what if... Uh, what's this show? 
than it, it's it's intro. like if the Big Bang Theory was like the Big Bang Theory had good had a had good cast, funny jokes <laughs> had a good cast with likable characters and good jokes. Um, the first season I think leads you on a little bit to think that the show is going to be a lot smarter than it ends up being. And it's not to say that I don't find the show enjoyable, but like it's just so cyclical and you know, it, it falls prey to like just being a sitcom where it finds a good formula, it sticks to it, and ultimately everything has to reset. You know, no matter what happens to this plot at large, things have to reset to a certain level. Status quo. But this the cast, uh Kumail Nanjiani, Martin Starr, Thomas Miloditch, and um TJ Miller are all pretty great. So I, I give that a recommend. It's on HBO. You've been blasting through those HBO shows. I got I, I, boom, so boom, boom, one after another. I subscribed to the seven day free trial of it to watch. Uh, I think Veep because uh, hmm. my other my other sources I didn't have access to at the moment. So uh, then I forgot to unsubscribe. So I paid for a month. It was fifteen dollars a month. I was like, all right, what what's on HBO? Okay. That's about all I got. So, does anybody else have anything they want to bring up before we go into the difficulty segment? No. No, no, I think I'm good. Infinity, okay. uh, good. Cool. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, hard mode in games. This kind of inspired by me playing Dead Cells, but what do you guys think makes like a hard mode interesting in a game? Like, what makes you want to bump up the ticker to hard mode? I think a lot of us... I, well, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't speak on that. I, th- I know some of us still play games on hard mode. Some of us have gravitated towards just playing games on normal mode. You know, what 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 kind of th- games, like, stand out as, like, really bullshit difficulty or, like, really good implementations of hard difficulty? And I'll just start by saying, like, Dead Cells, for me, each new level of difficulty is interesting because it adds... Not just like damage modifiers where the enemies do more damage, you have less health, that kind of thing, but also new enemies, you know, new enemy patterns, that kind of thing, new uh, stats and whatnot. It makes the game play different, so like on an interesting level where you feel like each new difficulty you're playing like almost a different game. That's what what kind of inspired this discussion for me, but. What do you guys think? Uh, with me, I... Well, now I pretty much... I When we were younger, I used to play all my games on like the hardest difficulty. Yeah. But now, I just keep everything pretty much on normal, and I'll go higher if I want to. But, like, That's it needs to be, like, very different. Like, not, oh, I got shot once, now I'm dead. Wow, this is really hard. Like... Like the Call of Duty difficulty yes. style. Call of Duty right. difficulty. If it's like that, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to play it on the harder difficulties. Right. But if it's like Resident Evil 3, for example, it's adding new air, like new monsters in different locations. It's changing shit up. It's giving like Nemesis new moves that I have never seen. They're a little seen. smarter. Right. Yes. Like that's cool. Give, give things like different moves. Don't just be you like. You need gameplay mechanics. Right? Yes. Don't just uh, make it up. Now this thing will actually kill you in one hit. That's fun, right? Because it's not fun. It's the example I always dumb. remember of like a nice change is uh, 
The Last of Us. That I, I enjoy bumping up the difficulty and playing, replaying through the game because I don't it think just I played turns that hard. off. It just turns off the echolocation thing, so you can't see yes, through walls. Yes, that was cool. Yeah, that mechanic, so it's like hardcore. You got good at the game through the first uh, playthrough. Now, like, do it without that crutch. Right. Similar like in that. the um, uh, the Metro games, they have like a uh, a Ranger hardcore mode where you get a limited or you get no HUD, um, and it's just a little more realistic. I, I think those are some of my favorite uh, difficulty modes because it's not just, again, giving the enemies more health and having them do more damage. It's actually changing the way you play the game. Sure, yeah. And I, and I like games that reward you on your skill too. Like I keep, like Dark Souls is a classic one where the first time you play through a Dark Souls game, it feels like insurmountable. Then you, the second time you play through, it's like baby easy. I feel the same way about like dead cells. Now, if I go back to normal mode now that I'm on very hard, it's just like, wow, I can't believe it took me so long to get to where I'm at now. And I think Dark Souls needs to be mentioned as an example of like good difficulty. I, I mean, I think everyone kind of knows that at this point, but it's the kind of difficulty that makes you feel like you died because you fucked up or like you didn't right. read the enemy right or you mistimed something. Right. A and it keeps pain. you like coming back and challenging and learning. And yeah. Uh, until you're a pro. Yeah, no matter how hard you scream bullshit, you know, it's it was really your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys, uh, I don't know if you have something to say relevant to this, Vito. Well, I was just going to say that everyone's been playing RE3 lately, and uh, I watched Kurt and Greg play uh, Nightmare and, and Inferno Mode. Um, so it's like, that game's really cool on those high-difficulty modes because enemy placement changes you see enemies that are you're not supposed to see until later in the game earlier in the game sure um, sure stuff like that's cool you new attack i think the nemesis gets like a couple of new attacks or just Vito, are you memeing me right now or yeah yeah, yeah i mean that is pretty much exactly everything greg just said oh seriously oh, i was having mic problems he was distracted <laughs> right <laughs> Well, I was gonna totally different, but does does anybody does anybody here like the games that are just designed to be bullshit hard? No, like no, uh, what, no. like there's two categories. Like bullet hells is one. I hate bullet hell games. I've never, never liked been a them. fan. I like sometimes the dungeon, but it's pretty easy. I wouldn't call it. Sure. I mean, it's supposed to be a bullet hell, but it's pretty easy. Like sometimes when a bullet hell mechanic creeps into a game, I like I get frustrated. I, I didn't even like it when it was in Undertale, though I think it was tasteful at least. Um, and another is a uh, um fuck. What was I gonna say? Bullshit difficulty. Oh, well, another is like uh, uh, Resident Evil Three Nemesis. The uh, he gets new moves on the harder difficulties. <laughs> Oh, oh right, right. he does. That's yeah. a great point, Brandon. Oh, oh, I was having yeah. issues, mic problems. All right, well, for mentioning that, Brandon. Let, let me lay down my uh, my theory on difficulties. That's based on nothing but but nothing. The, king, the king's decree, if you when will. It, when it, yeah, the king's decree. Basically, when a game comes out and I start it up, I look and if there is an easy, normal, and hard, I usually play on normal. 
if there's like because you, you, you trust normal, the developers made the normal for you, right? Yeah, kind of. But we see it gets a little bit more complicated because if if there's a game that's like easy, normal, hard, and then like hardest, I'll go on the hard mode. I pretty yeah, much I just you. one less than the top difficulty. I, I gotta so. believe if there's more than three difficulties. Uh, you know, it, it's just a fact. You know, games are like easier nowadays for the most part. I feel game. like they've gotten a little better about that. Like I feel like when we were teens and shit, every game was so easy. You just had to play them all on hard. Yeah, or maybe you know, maybe we were just younger and I was faster and something. I don't know. Yeah, but, but like, uh, but like, uh, oh, go ahead, John. I don't want to. Oh uh, no, yeah. So I just, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. when a game, when I get a game, I'll just play it on the the second from the hardest difficulty. I, appreciate... I feel like the hardest usually. That sometimes they try to go too hard and they're like, oh, one John, you're dead. You know, in the normal, I just don't trust them. Yeah. I think it's funny, uh, Vito and I recently played uh, a few rounds of Halo Combat Evolved on the second from the hardest difficulty, Heroic, because we, we were just, it was like 3.30, you know, we just wanted to play a little bit of a game together before we went to sleep and like, man, I don't, know if it was, I don't know if it was just going back to a Dude. game we've already played before or whatever, it was, it was seriously baby easy. Tell me, we were playing like, we, Legendary, it was so easy, there's four of us though, but... Yeah, we were fucking around too. Well, this is combat like, evolved, so it's just two players, but we were just, oh, like, yeah. chilling. I mean, we could have been... We died a couple of times, but, like, whenever one of us died, it was, like, seriously no big deal. Yeah, but like, it's not, yeah, we weren't playing like, seriously, like either. Yeah, no, we were fucking around, like, half the time, like, yeah. And then one of my, and this one's controversial, I know some people don't like this at all, um, like a survival mode, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like Fallout New Vegas or something, you know, you can add, the like, the survival mode. difficulty. Yeah, right. like... You know, some people don't like the thing is tedious, worrying about like the drinking and the eating. And yeah, they might be right. But I, for an RPG, I like it. You know, it makes me get more in character. I take it on a case by case basis. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fallout Four, like I think, I I think if I I think I could play the survival mode if I downloaded a mod to let me fast travel too, just because I I was not a big fan of that world, so I I would Yeah, dude, it. I fucking walked a lot. I played a game. Yeah, that's recently. what I'm saying, man. It's a big time sink running around like that. I'm but also, uh, I mean, if you have the time, it's kind of fun. But yeah, if you, you know, if you, it's not that cool of a world, though. You're right. Yeah. I live here. I appreciate when you boot up a game and you're choosing your difficulty and there's descriptors for the difficulty where it's like, especially when it says on normal mode, like this is the mode that developers made you know, it's a it's the most balanced game uh, game mode. It's how we want you to play the game. Right. Or right. How, this is know. this is for veterans of this series, or if you've played games like this before, you should pick this right. one. This right. one's if you like extreme punishment. Yeah, you know, I like that instead of just. A, yeah. Are game. you into pain? Right. <laughs> so does it does, another type of bullshit difficulty that I was curious about? We have some of these people in our group, but I don't know if we have anybody here who likes who likes the getting over it type games. We all liked watching Kyle play Jump King, but does anybody like playing those through yourselves? No. Fuck no. No, I'm not a small brain. I sadist. Yeah. Yeah, right? I've I've never liked that. I like the back in the day it was people playing those hard ass Mario Flash games like Mario Kaizen or whatever. Yeah. Like, I liked I get, doing that. I wanna I wanna be the guy. Game. It was amazing it was, to watch. I did those, play that. Uh, yeah, it was fun it was, to watch. They're they're but, they're they're yeah. great to watch, especially when you're watching somebody you know who's good at it, but yeah. All right, and uh, if that if that's all I we got to say, I just to wrap up a quick fun question. I do have Does one. Anybody? 
I'll go ahead. Go I ahead. got one more too. I was, uh, okay, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, non-traditional yeah. example that affects me is uh, badly signposted adventure game puzzles. So like the ones that um, oh I hate that. don't words. It's like artificial <laughs> difficulty. It's just hard yeah they don't because, sufficiently like, tell you or let like hint to you what to do. So right. you're basically required to spend time just like trial and erroring your way through the game. And I'd much rather yeah. just like spend my time progressing so sometimes for those bad puzzles i'll like just look up a walkthrough i don't like i don't give a shit Play, anymore. playing some of I the used old uh, playing some of the old silent hill games on like the harder difficulties where they make the puzzles harder and there's those esoteric ass shakespearean riddles you have to puzzle together man mm-hmm. it's rough don't need that anymore john anyway yeah, what are, yeah what you it john? came to me like a flash uh, the latest Star Wars game, what was it called? Fallen Order. Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. That had a pretty good difficulty settings. Oh, yeah? I don't remember all of what it was, but they, you know, they give you different descriptions. But basically, like, the harder it was, the uh, the better your parry time had to be. You know what I mean? To the point where if okay. you were on like, the hard difficulty, it was like... Oh, right. They had to be fewer exactly fewer invisib- invincibility frames and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, obviously they did more damage, but... Uh, Perry time was a good cool mechanical thing. I didn't. I don't know if a lot of games do that. Yeah. They just don't tell you. You know, maybe they do, and they just don't tell you. But right. It was cool. They let me know. I'm playing Doom right, right now. Generous with my parry times. <laughs> yeah. I'm What's playing, uh? uh nope. Go ahead, Vito. No, I was just gonna say I'm playing Doom Eternal right now. I'm playing Ultra Violence, which is the mode above uh, mm-hmm. normal. Um, it's like the hard mode. And it feels like you're supposed to play the game on that mode, and that's mm-hmm. not the normal mode. So I don't know if that's like a, I don't know. It's a Twitch-based shooter, so I guess you know a lot of people don't have the ability to play the game the way it's meant to be played, where you you have to really master um, the flame belch that enemies drop armor, yeah. Yeah. the glory kills that enemies drop health. You know, there's a, a a juggling element that you have to do on these higher difficulties, and I think that's where the game really shines. Um, That's what makes it interesting, sure. Yeah. Yeah, one more. So I guess... Okay, go ahead, John. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just got a quick question. Are right, you know in Mass Effect, there's like the... You know, like the difficulty, but it's like story mode difficulty or like roleplay yeah. difficulty? Yeah, yeah. You guys ever tried that? What's that like? Fuck no, I ain't no bitch. No. Well, I know. Hey, Mass Effect 2, dude, I played I've, I've never done that. I took years off my life. My I've, never, I've never done that because, like, I frankly don't find video game stories rarely ever right. interesting enough yeah. that I want to play it like a movie. I want to if I if I'm playing a game I want to play a game. You know I've always I mean? wondered what it would be like. Flask, you play Death nice Stranding. Doesn't Death Stranding have like a very easy difficulty mode? Do you know it's anything about that? Probably just so I, I, I don't know what that would I'm, even I'm fine. I'm fine with games having that though. Like having oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, if someone yeah. needs that, that's fine. I just I just wonder yeah. what it would be like. So, I just wanted to wrap up real quick with uh a quick question if anybody's got any good answers. I, I, I actually don't, but does anybody... Well, I guess other than Dead Cells. But does anybody have a favorite hard game that you feel like just you want to play in the hardest difficulty possible or that it really rewards you for getting better other than a FromSoft game? Because the Soul series is like the classic one of those. Hmm. I mean, right now I'm playing Doom and... That's that I, game for you right now. That's the game for me right now, yeah. Okay, cool. And probably Greg would say Resident Evil 3 right now. Yep. For sure. I'm hoping uh, 
because like I said, I've been doing mods for the game. I'm hoping there's like other mods that'll make like maybe all the zombies nemesis or something to yeah. increase <laughs> just some crazy shit that I can add to make the game like weirder. Get a, ran- get a Randy Savage nemesis in there. Resident Evil funny. 3 nemesises. Or maybe I'll just do it myself only. where I'll make Kurt my uh, nemesis. All right, cool. Well, add sound clips. Anybody else got an answer for that? I have a dream. So, uh, oh, you go ahead, Flash. It's hard for me because sometimes it's a matter of me just not being very good at the game rather than the game being like especially hard. Like, for example, Hollow Knight. I, I played that a little Ooh. like a year or two ago. I think that I, I think that counts. I mean, it, it's, it's it is a it's hard game. It can game. get very hard. I never. But also, I just wasn't very good at it, so I like I died yeah. a ton. But I enjoyed getting through it, and and I I did beat the whole thing, including DLC. I don't think yeah. I actually beat the very very final secret boss because I I by that point I was just so so worn out, ready to be done, <laughs> so burned out, um, and I was just I I couldn't do it. But that's just me, you know. Like I'm not that great at those types of games in the first place. Are you playing a controller or a mouse and keyboard? Uh, how did I Can you even play that game with the mouse and keyboard? I couldn't even imagine it. That would be, that would be kind of crazy. Yeah. All right, mine. W- one day, my my greatest dream to play through Divinity Two on honored mode. Is that the hardest one? Well, that's the one where okay. So if if one person dies, the game automatically saves. And then if your whole squad dies, it just deletes your save. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's wild. We need to do that. Just see dude, how far we could get. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'd be down. But the, what's I'd the difficulty that. though? Is it like, It's fucking hard, dude. I don't know. I've oh, never tried it. I don't know I don't know if they hit harder or I don't know if that's just like if tactician. Right, because oh, it could just be like on. normal mode with that right, exactly. With that in. It could be. I, I gotta look into it a little bit more, but <laughs> I I would love to try that. We Doom's do got that. a one life difficulty mode where if you yeah. die, you just have to restart Ooh, the campaign. That's pretty solid. There's also a difficulty and, uh, mode where you have because there's life pickups in the game, and it's you know it's like an arcade game. Once you run out, that's it. There's a random poll, but I always liked the. Uh, it was in Devil May Cry Three. I'm sure it's in most of them, but the Dante Must Die modes, where you uh, you take one if you take one hit of damage, you die, but you kill but you kill everything in one hit as well. I always oh, like yeah, those, are always those fun. things. That's cool. Even playing field. And uh, Vito, you were talking earlier about risk of rain. I think that's a good pull too. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the, the increasing time things. and like how the game gets harder as you're playing, and there's always a balance between getting upgrades and like spending time in the game and the game getting harder. And it brings in more difficult enemies with like different move patterns and that kind of thing. It is pretty cool. Yeah, and you can still choose a difficulty though, right? It just yeah, the game yeah, starts. Yeah. There's three. There's three tiers of difficulty, but I think it mostly affects where the game starts. You're right. I could be wrong. Yeah, we had that free weekend uh, for that game. Uh, it's a I high recommend, man. I'm gonna talk I, about a little bit about it later. It's a great game. I didn't really dig it. I'll be honest. Oh man, let's uh, let's get into that later. Maybe it's yeah. uh, we've been going on kind of long without a break. Sure. Does anybody have anything else to say? Wrapping up difficulty. Nope. No. Alright, cool. Me bad video game. Well, uh, we'll be back in a few, well, seconds for you, listener.
Is it possible to cut out? I guess not, because then you guys all commented on it later. I was gonna say we should just cut it out. It seems stupid. Cut what? No, absolutely not. Keep you just repeating like I want to. I want to oh, literally. I want that in. Keep him just mimicking my words like a fucking animal. <laughs> you literally, the, everything you said was like mimicking me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, my eyes like started getting wide. I'm like, wait, are you fucking with me or what? Or what, dude? <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to jump straight into the news. You? The PlayStation's new controller, DualSense, was revealed. What do you guys think about that? It's a, I, I, liked, I liked Flask's joke about it slowly morphing into the Xbox controller. <laughs> Smooth looking controller. Like it. I have, uh. I have no opinion. Mainly because I really don't give a shit about controllers. I mean, looking at a controller is hard to judge. Like, you gotta feel in your hands, really. Yeah. That's the test. I think they probably nailed it. I mean, the PlayStation controller uh, already felt good. We all know the Xbox controller is better, and this just looks like a middle uh, ground between yeah. the two. Well, you, mean, gotta, I, you I gotta, gotta say, I, I, I like the DualShock a lot. I, I trust Sony that if they're moving away from the DualShock design, like, they're pretty confident about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that shit's time-tested. Controllers are getting good these days. Like, we're, I feel like we're past the era where people are figuring out how people like to hold a controller in their hands. You know? I feel like people are getting a pretty good idea about it. Yeah, they've stopped, like, yeah. experimenting the, as much. The age of the GameCube controller is gone. Well, no, you know what I, I want, though? I want them all to figure out and standardize... The select button, the start button, the like, the new middle button that every controller has got to have. I feel like that's pretty all right. I mean, I, no, it was just me. I don't. I feel like I'm much of a problem with that kind of stuff. I don't know. Sometimes it gets a little wacky. The, the DualShock, ha the DualShock Four having like a share button is kind of wacky. I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Otherwise, I do like. I, I think that's the best PlayStation controller so far. But the, the yeah, the dedication to that is. I got one question about this controller, this new one. What's that? It's, it's, you guys are gonna laugh at me. It's really not a big deal, but the buttons aren't colored, and I feel like, what if there's like a button prompt on the screen? Like I I, I don't know. I if they were colored, it'd just be it would register so much sure, okay. quicker That's in your head. Are there shapes? Yeah, the, the the shapes thing, you can make a mistake. It's complicated. Yeah. Maybe the one we've seen is like a <laughs> prototype build to show off. Like I've I've seen before when PlayStation shows off their controllers. Sometimes the really early stage of showcase has just like a monochrome design, and then they yeah, I wouldn't like, expect any different right now. Personally, I don't think anybody is. Let's move on. Dif okay. Say <laughs> <laughs> it's colors. Um, Riot Games Valorant showing promising esports potential. It's breaking Twitch records. I think at least part of that is that in order to get into the beta for the game, I think you have to get it from a Twitch drop. So there's a lot of people watching just to get into the beta for the game. I don't know a whole lot about it other than uh, it's being touted as uh, CSGO with magic. I was going to say, the only of, like, thing even I've recreating seen... some CSGO levels. The only uh, thing I've seen of Valorant, it looks just like CSGO. 
It's it looks like someone slapped an the... Overwatch skin. Over yeah, yeah. CSGO. I was just like, oh, all right. I don't like that aesthetic, but I like CS:GO gameplay. So I would. I mean, assuming this is free to play and whatnot, I would be down to try it out with some people. But I gotta to... watch a Twitch stream. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not doing that. Kurt could do that for us. Yeah, when Kurt does that for us, or when Charlie Greg. does that for us. What am I doing? Charlie was nah, doing that earlier. Charlie was doing that earlier. Yeah. But, uh, we'll yeah, nah. I am really not interested in that. And I I don't think I'm going to give a shit at the mm-hmm. end, end of the day for it. I'll play with you. Yeah. Alright, this is a warning more to warm myself up. We're about to talk about the Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds. Even when I first wrote this in the I podcast notes, I, wrote, I had this Outer Worlds. I always make the mistake. Anyway, uh, Mobius Digital on Outer Wilds, quote, We didn't think it would have tremendously broad appeal. Um, and I've still not played much of that game, but I've always, you know, I kind of like watching that game from afar right now and just seeing a little indie game like that blow up like it has. Yeah, so I, I watched the uh, I watched the NoClip documentary uh, as we talked about. Yeah, and that covers a lot of the same story. Um, oh, does it? Okay, cool. and it really seems like they like they couldn't have expected that their amalgam of uh, like student project ideas would gain such traction. As it started a whole. as a PhD student in physics thesis project, I believe. Right? Yeah, he talks about it in the doc like different ideas right. for different projects That's came super together. Neat. Uh, and it's been really nice to see a game. They they go. This was like the the thrust of the uh, the concept is that like it, it's really nice to see a game propelled by a feeling of pure curiosity get right. such high praise. Uh, I really For enjoyed sure. seeing that from everybody but Andy, of course. <laughs> of course, who hated right. it? I hated it. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't hate it. Uh, so and it deserves it. There was a Cooking Mama game that appeared on the Switch and then disappeared from the Switch. And it created this controversy around uh, people claiming that it was a Bitcoin miner. The publisher pulled it from the store of those claims. Um, the developer has since uh, talked about how the developer acted rashly and how it could have been a better game, but it wasn't Bitcoin mining. Apparently the game was just like really, really, really broken. So it's totally possible that the game was just so broken in a way that it was like destroying people's batteries and uh whatnot um yeah so i've never heard of this game ever um but i did i did catch on to the story uh like a little bit before you linked it and so yeah so that's a anonymous developer from the team who says that the bitcoin story is is false that it was just a miscommunication mm-hmm. i guess between the publisher but Man, how crazy is that? If that were true, that they would insert, I guess, what code in the game that uses your computer to mine Bitcoin? Is that something that's ever happened? Yeah, it was a Switch game. But is that Uh, something that's ever happened before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a a big controversy during a CSGO tournament once. There was a big controversy during a CSGO tournament once when um, um, some Bitcoin client or some ESCA employee, which is the organization that runs uh, the tourney, uh, was using a bunch of uh, client or computers there for Bitcoin mining and had like stolen a bunch of, like had like accrued a bunch of value and whatever. He ended up getting fired and sued over it. It's, okay. it's a thing that's happened before. 
that's super cool but like having that inserted into like a mobile game or something now that's genius you get an idea Vito? a little bit i mean it's highly illegal and i'm sure it's easy to figure out but it seems mm-hmm. super cool the developer for this claims in the article that i read this earlier i forget the exact details but it claims that like uh it was due to some kind of legal dispute about like well, that, that's the, the reason they say. Mm, okay, I didn't see that reasoning there. I missed that. Want to skim through it? Anyway, that that's interesting. Um, despite huge sales, Borderlands Three devs are getting stiffed on bonuses. So this yeah. this story requires a bit of explanation. The way that Gearbox works as a company is that they offer um lo- lower than average wages to work there but the kicker is that they offer a percentage bonus based on like the profits of the game to the point where people the people were expecting some depending on their role in Borderlands 3 like some people were expecting and were told they would be getting uh, six figure bonuses like that those were the types of incentives they were offered for their low wage you know incredible huge bonuses if they ship a game that does really well so borderlands 3 had like amazing sales but because it didn't reach the targets that gearbox internally had set they have like like have massively reduced those raises by like tenfold or more uh, and there are there are borderlands 3 devs who talk about because they were promised those raises they like made financial plans around it you know plans around like securing housing and all that mm-hmm. with that money so it's it's an ugly story. Yikes! Not Randy surprised. fucking Pitchford. Yeah, Randy Dude, Pitchford, the, everyone's favorite asshole. I think he said like, if they don't like it, they can quit. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what he said. Wow. Hey man, magicians are not Pretty your friend. Move though. We keep saying magicians it. Magicians are, are not magicians. your friend. Is anyone uh, surprised though? It's really their fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. It's it's rough to like sign on to an employment contract that you know you're you know you're being paid lower than you're worth for some golden ticket eventually you know but I think these developers were somewhat justified because like Borderlands one and Borderlands two the developers I think did get you know those in- incentive bonuses so like there are people there who had come to expect that if it's in know. the contract though how do they duck that I mean. If it's I, I, truly in the in the contract and it was promised, I feel like you can't just duck that. There would be legal, uh, you know, legal problems. Consequences. Exactly. Well, I bet I bet that maybe they just I I, I don't know. Maybe it's, a good just talk. It, it's totally possible that they set their internal revenue target unreasonably high for a reason, you know, to the point right. where even though it's making great sales relative to other games, they're still not quite happy with it. I don't know. Hollywood accounting. Again, sucks to be a video game dev. Yeah. Yep. So Nintendo is releasing a remastered version of Super Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy on the Switch for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. I didn't know about Sunshine. That I'm pretty excited for. It's nice. Basically, all the major 3D releases, other other than Odyssey, which is already on the Switch, obviously. 
pretty excited for them. Very cool. I enjoyed Sunshine when we uh, did our Dead Video Game Society replay of that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I love Sunshine. It's, uh, it's such a great, like, understated game. I feel like a lot of people a have a, a, I feel like a lot of people have a beef with the game, but I love that game. I think it does what it does well. Sure. All right, uh, Terraria has sold 30 million copies worldwide. I love Terraria. That's good. I'm glad they have that many copies sold. Uh, now they can release their game, uh, their final update, please. Yeah, I was gonna say once they <laughs> release then work the final on their update, next fucking game. I definitely want to do like another group server run of that game. I, I had love a blast. that. I had a blast doing that several years ago, but it, it just kind of sucks because like there's no point in us spending all that time doing it now. When sometime in the next few few months they're gonna drop another update. And the thing about the Terraria updates is that they're always these massive content dumps that change a lot of things, you know. Hmm. I got it. I'd you got Terraria. <laughs> I do. I do. I, I never played it, but I have it. Oh, cool! It's fun. That'd be fun. Uh, it's you my know, favorite it's one of those like Minecraft-like games. It's not Minecraft side scrollers. Yeah, I, I like it a lot because it just it has a really solid progression loop. Like and tons of content. Dude. I just tons of digging. content. Like it it feels like you're building stuff and like mining stuff for a reason, you know, and you 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 build one set of armor and then you like fight the next boss and all that and then it's a very fun progression loop. The variety I wish they of didn't, uh, cancel variety their other game. Yeah. I was too, really excited for that. I'm glad <laughs> that they're still continuing to work on Terraria regardless. Man must have ran out of money. He had yeah. money, so he made an update. What's that's their other game? It was, it was called Terraria Overworld, and that's all we knew about it. Whatever happened to the space one? Starbound? That was yeah. that's, that's that, uh, was, uh, that was not quite the same dudes. That was like a spinoff team. Yeah. Uh, it's, um... I think it got like an update recently. Or not recently. Like a few months back. But they, uh... They still update that game. It's a uh, pretty. I I think I go back and play it every so often. I like that game a lot. I have that, that too. It. I don't know what, how the hell am I getting these games. I don't think I ever played <laughs> uh, any of these. I'm pretty sure I've just bought them for you. Maybe it's like every game. Thanks. Probably. Thanks. I guess? If you want a game and you haven't played it, most likely I bought it for you. I was like, we'll play it. And then we never play it. Yeah, you're trying through. Yeah, you're fucking right. I have a bunch <laughs> of these games. <laughs> and it's like like that. Knoxville has a bunch of fucking Intruder? Games. Oh, no, you didn't buy that for me, but you kind of made me get that game. Never played it. Um, then uh, on, on, kind of on a similar theme, Risk of Rain 2 got a major-ass update. Um, that The update added like a new level, I think, so a bunch of level variants, but... The biggest content thing were artifacts, which were in the Risk of Rain 1. Those are just modifiers to your playthrough. And uh, unlike some games that have those that type of system, I, at least in Risk of Rain 1, I found the artifact system really cool. I haven't played this new update yet. I think some of you guys have. What did you guys think? I just Reagan didn't like the think? game in general. Just, it's, just, it's, a, it's like a grind. Who did you play with? I played with you, dude. I played with you and... Uh, <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Some other when? people. We it was a free weekend. I played with you and Danny and maybe somebody else. That was your um, problem. Yeah, I played with better people. 
That's you, dude. I'm talking yeah, about no, you better right people. Now. Oh, it's a great game. It's good. It's yeah. a great ass game. I don't know. It's just the difficulty. I, I like everything about it on paper, but like once the difficulty gets high enough, everyone just has so much health and... I feel like it does, doesn't really require skill that game. It's just kind of like absolutely okay. Well, absolutely. yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you, you only yeah, played you, one or two times, so you weren't really. And I, I didn't want to try to overwhelm you. You, know, you had a you had a character. You're playing the base guy. But it's not like you were trying to build like a build or anything. You were just picking up random items and going around and stuff. Well, and yeah, there is like a science to it, or I guess quote unquote science. Like sure, like what character you are. Okay, I want to have you this kind of build, skills. so I need to go for this kind of item. You know okay, I mean? I mean, I can understand that, but the drops you get are random. So how how does that matter? You have you to know? look around. Well, you have to coordinate well, with your team. Like, hey, you're this guy, so you should take this drop because you know we can pick each other's drops up. Just whoever grabs it first. Okay, yeah. And, then, and you know, also, there's, there's, there's the 3D item. printers. Yeah, the 3D printers. Some of those you just kind of know, like, oh, that one's for me. You know. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you pick up an item you don't need just because you you're hoping to find a 3D printer in that collar eventually. And, and you know what? Or, and this is actually kind of a detriment to the game. I don't blame you because it doesn't explain any of this in the slightest, at all. Sort of even a little bit, you know. So yeah, if for someone going in a free week, and I could see how you would you would not know any of these things. Yeah, I, I was just game. picking up everything. It absolutely, one thousand percent a wiki game. Uh, oh, definitely. It's definitely like a, a game Wikipedia. where you need a Wikipedia open. Like, oh, you grab yeah. this item. What does it do? Or like, oh, I, my character. Yeah, you know, is, for sure. You know what I mean? I, I got over that hurdle because so many of the items are just translated for Risk of Rain 1. And I had a lot of hours in that. But if you don't have that history, like, yeah, it, it takes a while to learn what all the items are and stuff. But There is like, a lot of depth to it. But like, like I said, we were just kind of having fun shooting stuff. Running. Right. I didn't want to like try to you know, break a game down either. You're just playing for like the weekend Plus, there's like seven different characters. Each character has four base skills. And most characters now, through the updates, have alternate skills as well. And those skills, you know, the combo between how you play your skills, the items that modify those skills, and how you play in general, adds a lot of interesting gameplay depth, I think, that you might not have been able to really get much exposure to with how little you played. All right. Characters yeah. are drastically different, too. Yeah, they are. They're, I think the base character is the least fun to play, actually. I, I barely have played the base character since I mocked others. One of my oh, favorite builds in 2 is uh, the robot and then collecting goat feet. Oh, yeah, just becoming dude. So, just fast so fast that I, when I crash into people, they die instantly. Hell, yeah. I like the samurai. Samurai is good in. Good in. The, the huntress, I think, has always been my best class, either that or the engineer. Yeah, this new guy. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think he might have been from Risk of Rain One. I don't know. He's like a the loader or whatever. Like a yeah, yeah, a big yeah. robot. He's pretty sweet. He's got a grappling hook arm. He like swings. He's hard. I've tried playing him. He's it's pretty neat. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to give the game. I'm not saying you would like the game, but you got to give it more of a chance. Yeah, I, I mean, agree, it just felt like very grindy, and then like everyone's just got so much health, and you're just kind of like holding the mouse button, like mouse one, at them. I don't know. It just didn't what it like sounds like to me, you probably spent too long on a level, because the the trick is is that like the, dig yeah, the go difficulty increases, either. right? And you know, there's on on one level you want to get as many hours as you can, but at the end of every level you're going to fight a boss, and that boss is always going to give you a high tier item that's going to be probably better or at least on par with the random shit you can find lying around. 
So if you spend too long on a certain level without getting enough of those good items that you can guarantee drop from the boss, then the enemies are going to get a lot more powerful than you. Like I get, I, I've had playthroughs where I know what you mean, where it seems like they just have so much health, but if you play it right, you'll, you'll melt them down. Hmm. Okay. Again, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't trying to like rush us or keep us in like a timer when we were playing. Usually, you know, it's like three, four minutes of floor, but you know, this video's first time. I wasn't trying to be sure. like, all right, this is how we have to play. Sure, sure. That just comes from learning and playing the game. Oh, and Greg. Greg was there. Greg was our fourth guy. That doesn't sound like about Greg. Me, though. You were there, oh, and then you, you had to go, like, fucking, I don't know, feed your dogs and, and, or something. And, 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 you left and, and you were there, and you had to feed the dogs, and, <laughs> uh, and you were there. And you were there. Like <laughs> you know, I haven't played Risk of Rain 2 in, like, <laughs> You were there, <laughs> dude. I'm not making this up. He was there, Vito. he had to, like, go to the store for something, and then he disappeared for a little Last bit. Last played November 2019. Impo guys, Impossible. don't do this to me. <laughs> All right, let's just Impossible. move on. Let's just move on. <laughs> Vito, I don't... I don't want to put give too much more time to your incoherent ramblings. I, I feel uh, like we give it another chance. Play with me and Andy. We'll teach you the ropes. Absolutely. I would love to play more of that game. Um, I guess just the last earmark. I think that there's one update left. I think the next update is the 1.0 release, which should be in the next couple months. So. Oh, yeah. And they, they picked the characters that they're going to... Oh, yeah. What is it? It's a new character. Oh, okay. Interesting. I was kind of hoping for the bandit. Yeah, that's what they you. even said. They expected it to be like what the bandit, or I think it was another one from the, the old game. Maybe. Bandit yeah, they were sniper. like we were almost positive, but you guys just want a brand new character. So why a brand you new guys character do is dope. To us? The, the yeah. thing about the thing about the bandit, though, like the hardcore community, like the bandit. Um, what does that it, character do? What's their gimmick? He's a shotgun dude. Okay, like I mean, he has I a shotgun, and I think uh, after he shoots it, he goes and. Invisible or invincible or something like that. Like I can't remember what he has a trick where with a shotgun, but he was uh, one of the characters they were originally going to add, but they didn't spend time playtesting him. So he was actually found in the files by the modders, and modders for the community have like since balanced the character. And you can that's probably why he wasn't voted is because like you can download a mod to just play as Bandit. That's pretty neat. Well, they they also said that just because this is like the last official character, they they said they're probably not done. They they still might do more in the future. Yeah, they that that's I I saw that too. They haven't said yes. They haven't said no. Seems like they're being a little cagey about what's going to happen after one point But I'm I'm excited for it. All right. Next story: Call of Duty wins first amendment lawsuit over the use of Humvees in advertisements. Well, I don't... What so, I, I think... God. I, I, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time reading through this because it was kind of dry, but I think the principal complaint is that um, the company, the military producer of Humvees had a legal complaint that Call of Duty was using their stuff in advertisements for the game uh, and thus, thus co-opting the Humvee brand to advertise for Call of Duty, and the judge basically said, "No, they're not actually advertising. They're not actually like depicting the Humvees that people would use. You know what I mean? Oh, that so people it's just would, like an it's, old it's, person it's, complaint. Exactly. It's like it's a Humvee gotcha. in a video game. It's not like it's advertising for your product. You know, it's not like it is your product. Yeah, well, you know? I guess Humvee had a problem because they sell rights to toy makers and such." 
right uh, okay that's a license so so that's they were i guess you know oh video game you know, it's a toy just uh, another grab for money and then oh. the judge i guess ruled that well no the video game is uh shooting for realism and that's like i don't know protected under artistically art- artistic. <laughs> right exactly so yeah they should get rid of the Humvees and give them those Elon Musk trucks. There's some pickups. Yeah, those Elon Musk trucks are cool. And Humvees are shit. And the person who used to drive them, uh, professionally, military Humvees. You'd rather right. have a, a Musk truck. I would rather Cyber have truck. I would rather have a hot dog truck than a Humvee. Dude, you used to have Humvee, one of those, didn't you? If it get if it gets <laughs> near forty miles per hour. Starts to shake like you're re-entering the atmosphere. <laughs> oh my god! And the doors, if if you just have like a normal one, not like an up armor, they're just—it's just, it's just a, a thin sheet of plastic. That's all it is. There's no like window. Yikes. It's just a zipper you zip up. Isn't it supposed Yikes. to be bulletproof? Well, they have up armors, but like the ones you would just drive around base, like if you're just dropping something off or transporting one or two people, they're like the doors are literally—they're just on mm. a little hinge, little. Like little, you just pull them up. You can just tear the doors right off if you want it. Right, so, yikes! So it's cold in there, is what you're trying Dude, to say. <laughs> you don't know cold. <laughs> they get real cold. They're supposed to have heaters, but they never were. They're pe- they're, they're just pieces of shit. All right, the just next cut that story. whole part out. That sounded crazy. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll cut that out. Next story: uh, Saints Row the Third is being remastered. It was originally rumored and has since been confirmed. And Saints Row 5 is in development. I'm excited for Saints Row 5. I love Saints Row. Yeah, I actually played, um, I think I'm pretty sure it's Saints Row 3. I played with Danny and we got so mad at each other. We just played through the entire game in silence. Oh my oh, god. Dude, you pulled oh, a yeah. Vito John? <laughs> great, great method. Well, like, I gotta tell you. No, no, go we would, I was gonna say, we just like. We'd constantly, like, fuck with each other, like, we'd, like, either hit each other with a car or, like, shoot at each other, but then, like, other than that, we didn't talk to each other, we just played the game. Oh my god. (laughs) Been there. Like, I kind of dropped off the series after, uh, number two. I thought I went too far into the wacky area. It's got too crazy. Number two was the best. I I think Saints Row 3, Saints Row 3 is still a great co-op experience, I'll say that, but I agree. I did not get to play co-op. But uh, I, I really liked one. I liked one a lot. I remember uh, I was younger, too, so maybe I don't know. I haven't played it. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but I thought it was cool. And then, yeah, I thought, too, it, it, it entered the wacky up a little bit. They had the fun uh, insurance missions. Oh, those You tried to hurt yourself. Uh, you know, yeah. like the, <laughs> insurance you know. run. Yeah, exactly. And it had, like, you know, the stand in the porta potty or whatever. And it had co-op. I thought it was great. And then, yeah, by the third one, I, I, I thought it, I don't know. It was too silly. Four was just like a completely different thing. They just decided to make bother. a superhero. Four, game. you were in a yeah, a VR yeah, world, like a weird and then, yeah. And the next one, you were like in like hell with the demons yeah. and shit. You're like, I, but I hope Saints Row Five kind of like recenters and grounds the series back into something. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think people like what they do, and I think props well, yeah, I'm not to them saying, for yeah, doing something I mean, different. You know, yeah, like I'm not saying make it super serious and shit like that, but like I don't Saints like. Like you're Friday, literally Saints in hell fighting like, demons. Yeah, I guess. I do think wacky. aiming for two, three vibe is the best bet. I yeah, agree. yeah. Go back for like, go back to fighting gangs, not like, aliens and demons. Yeah, you're, you're like, the like, like, of like the a looser Grand Theft Auto. You know? Fighting aliens, like a looser Grand Theft Auto, not like just a wacky anything could happen. Lol, random world. 
But, you know, I guess there's not many games that do that. I, guess, I mean, there is a market for it, but I just wish that... I don't know, maybe they could do, like, a spin-off. Two different Saints Row timelines or something. Do a yeah. Saints Row Cowboy one. Oh, please don't. Oh, fuck it. Yo, that would be a great... <laughs> Saints Row Actually, Redemption. That would, be, that would be pretty fucking funny if they yeah, did, like, a, if like, a, like, a, that? Red a Red Dead Redemption <laughs> copy. That would be actually great. Rude they should just, oh, my God. They should just boot, like, every Rockstar game. I would buy every one of them. Saints Row Noir. If Saints Row just Dude, turned into that. a parody series of Grand Theft Auto, I would definitely be down for that. <laughs> One of the biggest practical problems with three was that they give you a like a VTOL uh, aircraft really early on in the game, and you oh, can yeah. use that They're for like, every mission pur- subsequently. Yeah, defeats the purpose of like traveling throughout the city. Yeah, and like building up your resources and everything. Just yeah, I mean that just goes down to like air. design. Like maybe it's going to be placed so much, but like I I have the map of GTA Four imprinted in my head. I barely remember the map of like Saints Row Three. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the map of Saints Row Two better than Saints Row Three. I got the map of GTA Four embedded in my head too. It's because I I fucking live there. <laughs> <laughs> there right now. What I tell you, dude? What's it? The fifth time he's mentioned. Yeah, I, was, I, was trying, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, you can't stop. You can't be stopped. Right, next story. Um, insider sources this is a leak. Indicate no future Resident Evil remake is currently in development. But Capcom has posted a survey asking if people will buy another. What would it be Unless like a remake? Code Veronica, no. Yeah, <laughs> Code, Code, Veronica, Code, Code Veronica, Veronica would be Outbreak. One. If not, just go to other games. Please remake Dino Crisis. I Outbreak. <laughs> you guys would want a remake of number one? Or is that what... That's already that already. Already. I think, already I think Resident Evil remake, like the remake is like... So one. highly louder than shit like that. Remakes. It still holds up today. I played yeah. it last Dude, year. Dude, it's really good. So. It would be it hard for good. to to sell yeah. it. You couldn't do four. Resident Evil Seven was just so good. They, they just need to make just make new ones. Unironically, be the best remake. Oh, yeah. well, that's the next story. It's about Resident Evil Eight, actually. Um, Resident Evil Eight is apparently going to be a first-person game set in okay. Europe. With the designs reminiscent of Resident Evil 4. Uh, specifically, they were talking about like the environmental puzzles, interacting with stuff in your environment as like Did a you way see to some like, of the other stuff for it. Fuck with, enemy, fuck with enemies and yeah, stuff. I saw the witch thing for so, it, which seemed like a new a, version uh, of Nemesis. Yeah, so there's like a new stalker enemy, like a witch, and it's called the witch. Uh, the inventory apparently is going to be like Resident Evil 4's inventory system. Hmm, okay. And you basically play as Chris, and they're redesigning him again. So is that confirmed? I saw that like there were le- there were rumors that you play as Chris. But... That is that is all. This is rumor so far. Like okay. none of this is okay. none of this is confirmed. Right. I saw you play as Chris, and you get info on Ethan's backstory. Right. Yes. You're basically. Okay. I hope it's about Ethan because I think Ethan was a pretty badass character. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that was the I tag hope this, in 7? That was the seven. Play, yes. I hope the, the occult angle explores uh, someone using a virus or parasite to sort of, like, fake the supernatural. Because uh, well, I don't want actual supernatural. <laughs> well, the thing, th- this talked about how Resident Evil 4, I, it's not, I don't think it was really a Sandy Meter type thing, but it originally had a thing where, like, Leon would... Can increasingly experience hallucinations is what they called it. That was yeah, what they were going to do with, uh, yeah, before. Lost Plagas. Right, and you know, you were, you would see like occult-like things, but it would just be, it wouldn't really be real, real. So it seems like 
that might be one of the inspirations they're taking from that was grabbed from Resident Evil Four and incorporating into Resident Evil Eight, perhaps. I just don't want it to go to be actually supernatural. I think that would be kind of. You know where they should put Resident Evil Eight? New York City. (laughs) Absolutely. Why? Why do you say that? It's the best city on earth. It already looks horrifying. Um, also I wanted to mention before we yeah, moved on rats. the game is apparently a rehaul of a Revelations 3 project that was in development oh, yeah. so so Revelations 3 spawned out of the gameplay for Resident Evil 7 and then at some point the Revelations 3 team was told to make Resident Evil 8 with what they had what, what is Revelations like? I'm not familiar with the series nah, the first Eight. one was on a boat, and it was it was originally, I believe, made for the Nintendo DS. I think oh, each of the games yeah. is supposed to be like a riff on a different major game in the series. Yeah, they're like spinoffs, right? Okay. So Revelation they're most reminiscent the... of like RE Five to me, right? Maybe they'll have a shitty like sneaking sequence like uh, Revelations Two had. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the some of the stuff we're seeing that from these leaks seem. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I, I just I'm want a new Resident too. Evil game. I don't, yeah. want another, I don't want another remake. I want Did to see play, if these uh, things with the werewolves are true. I played Dead. 7. I'd like see someone uh, play I like, it. I liked watch. it a lot. Remember I tried streaming it and I didn't have sound? You guys lied to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, great, my greatest <laughs> friend spared my feelings and told Dude. me I had sound. It was like it was like twenty minutes, and you were just sounding so dejected. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna tell him it works. <laughs> <laughs> I would message everyone who joined and be like, yo, just tell him the sound works. <laughs> That's <laughs> a real friend. On that dark day, he allowed me to enter that that evil mansion and come out alive. I was gonna say, I remember you on the boat and joining your stream, and everyone's like, John, you're like. Did you guys hear that? And I was like, yeah, dude. What the hell was that? <laughs> and I'm like, I jump, I'm like, the, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I had, there's like nothing going on. Oh, and- uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's move on. Next, next story, uh, The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's VR Iron Man. Sorry, yeah, guys. More importantly. Delayed indefinitely. Oh, um, no. On the comment for Last of Us Part 2, they seem to talk mostly about uh, concerns with shipping physical releases. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I didn't even know they were making a VR Iron Man game. I didn't either until I, I saw this delay announcement. VR, right? Probably. I'm sure it is. Yeah. It was announced oh, the same uh, announcement. They really had to tack that on to Last of Us? Yeah. Really Anybody would have seen it otherwise. Yeah, really excited but... for any of those. I, I thought Last of Us One ended fine. I didn't yeah. think it needed to continue. I think it ended fine. Can we talked about this one or two episodes ago. We I did. don't really I care about the last. Nah, I wasn't there. Oh, well, yeah, we, we came with this point. So I thought the first one ended fine. I don't want a second one. I'm sure yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sure I would like going to make a good game. At least but a different I, story. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I want a second one, but in the same world, different story. Yeah, like, give me like it follows, while the outbreak is happening. Doesn't it follow Ellie after somebody kills her gay girlfriend? Girlfriend. That's what yeah. it seems like. Uh, That's what I don't care, but I don't yeah, want to hear story anymore. I wanted to end there. I think you guys are wrong, but that's all. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. yeah we'll see. We'll see. Sure the execution is all game. that matters, right? But I, I agree with their hesitation. That's what they're saying. And, and specifically, they said in the article, development is at the one-yard line. <laughs> Right. So, oh, 
Uh, speaking of one yard line, I don't know if we have this real quick. Gears Tactics has gone gold. Oh yeah, it's releasing on the 29th, I think, right? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, of April? Good. Of April. I'm excited what? to play that with yep. my Xbox Game Pass subscription. Is it coming on Xbox Game Pass? Yep. Ooh, nice. Uh, okay. So it seems like Streets of Rogue 2 is in development. Uh, the developers stress that it's like very early stages, pre-production, conceptual. But one of the things he's looking at is to make a more open world. He's also still releasing updates for Streets of Rogue 1. Hell yeah to all that. That's a great game. I really love it. Yeah, it is a great game. I love that game. Yeah, we played the shit out of that. Fucking open world version of that would be so sick. Yeah, I'm curious what he means by an open world. I It's hard for me to imagine it. I guess, like, I don't know if he just means bigger levels, or maybe it's stuff like, you know how each zone is three levels? What if it, it was all just one big-ass level instead of three different levels, maybe? Yeah, or, I, I mean, know. you know, there's that element of, like, quest-giving. There's, like, one quest per map. Like, what if there was, like, a bunch of quest-givers, and you had to find them, and you could kind of choose what yeah, you maybe to right. do? Go between floors, like, go back and forth. I think it'd be cool if they did, uh, like, a... Like what Dead Cells does, where each floor you have like different routes you can go. So like you can go to like a different part of the city, but like it all funnels down the same progression path. Where like you're still gonna end up, you know, at the end right. of the game. But yeah, like you have some choice on your playthrough. I think open world. Again. Yeah, hell I would, yeah. I, yeah, I would do that for sure. I think open world just would lend to more zaniness, and I'm all about that in Streets of Road. Yeah, that's one of the things those games are great at, like the zombie apocalypses and shit like that. It's just having there's fun. There's like a mob war. Yeah, like how many people are fun to play? You yeah. gorilla stomp. If there was a whole open world, <sighs> stomp the planet, gorilla world. Uh, so, despite previous reports, E3 2020 online experience is not happening. Um, the E3 2021 dates have been announced, though. I kind of feel like the t announcing the 2021 dates right now are, is kind of like an attempt to like signal like, hey guys, we're not done. I promise, we're definitely not done. <laughs> definitely. The Them not doing the E3 2020 online experience is curious. I feel like that means that there weren't enough publishers that felt like they wanted to necessarily they that they necessarily needed the E3 2020 online experience to do their thing. I mean, if you're Sony, why would you like put your direct through E3 when you can just yeah, do your own? Well, they're yeah. saying that they're now they're going to be working with the publishers for like individual uh, experiences, right. not a full, like a full thing for everybody. Yeah. I think uh, IGN has announced that they're trying to do a uh, um, a, a, a game networking thing in July if conditions are better social distancing wise by then. But I, I think that's going to it's not going to be an E three like thing. But I need to um, see my new video games. We'll see. I need to laugh at my new video games. <laughs> All right, I final see story. my trailers that look nothing like the actual game. <laughs> Final story for tonight. Animal Crossing has disappeared from stores in China. Common rules are speculating that the level of social communication of the game may have offended the CCP. Some users, some users are blaming Hong Kongers for openly protesting in Animal Crossing leading to the game's ban. And I saw like 
specifically some people were doing shit like holding funerals for President uh, Xi Ping. Or- <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy to get anything fucking banned in China. Yeah. I know. What a joke. Yeah. Just put a ghost in it. Or I think they're... Let's get banned in China right now. I Dude. think the key thing might have been like what triggered their censors. It might have actually had something to do with the online marketplace, the free commerce or something like that, ironically. But um, all the communication stuff may have offended them as well. So sad. Sorry that you live in a uh, shitty country. It is sad. It or is sad. I sh- I sh- uh, your country's run by a shitty government, I mean. If you if you already own the game, like obviously they can't like stop your game from working, but also they can like now you can't participate in the stock market. You know what I mean? Like it sucks. You'd have to go through like a convoluted VPN solution for your Switch just to like play the game. Bummer. It's a bummer. Supposed to be a happy thing. All right, that's all we have for the news. Before you have the podcast, I wanted to give Greg a few minutes to play a little cultural game with us. Um, we're not keeping score or anything at this moment. Greg's just kind of trying something out, right, Greg? I'm keeping yeah. score. All right, Greg, why don't, you, why don't you take us away with your cultural segment? So, I went with the idea, and I'm going to work with it more if it's, you know, interesting. Wholesome or hentai? So, I painstakingly went through a painstaking list and I picked three. Three anime slash hentai. And I'm going to tell you the names. I have descriptions of them also, so I'll probably tell you the descriptions as well. You guys got to tell me if you think it's either an anime or a hentai. Uh, The descriptions aren't going to give it away? Uh, Oh, Yeah, so oh, geez. Okay. some of these are pretty good. Can a hentai be wholesome? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it can't be both? Alright, so... Well, so. so we'll have to watch the hentai together after to judge. Yes. Yeah. Throw it up. Alright, so... Seconds. The first one is Hajimite no Gal, or, oh, Engli- right or English, My First Girlfriend is a Gal. And the description Ooh. is, following a prank pulled by his perverse friends, Juichi Hashiba asks the gal out in an attempt to change the fact that he's a hopeless virgin. Yukana Yame, the girl in question, is disgusted by Juichi's groveling. However, through a series of teasing remarks, she soon finds herself bonded with him and ultimately accepts Juichi's confession, much to his surprise. You guys think that is a hentai well, or an anime? Well, it has to be a trick. What is the title? Hajimete no gal. My first girlfriend is a gal. Oh, yeah. I thought you said a cow. I was. Like, what? <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm yes. thinking Gray's gonna throw us a, a softball a... on the first one. It sounds like a hentai. That means it's probably not. I'm gonna say it's not a hentai. Nah, I'm going with fucking looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, fucking makes. Uh, it's a hentai. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go, go with hentai. Right. Hentai, because it's the classic setup of like so flask and Vito think it's the girl who thinks some sort of sick fucking yeah, flask and Vito thinks virgin. It was a cow. Fantasy. I would have said yes, but no. John, uh, it's anime. Yeah, it's right. anime. It is anime. Oh, what? Ooh. Ooh. I, feel, wait, I don't yeah. understand. So they do all that, but they don't show boobies. 
Oh, that how it works? No, so I think, I think softcore stuff girl. is you. I think anime can usually do softcore stuff, but it's more yes, like the hardcore. Anime can do soft, it, I'm more talking about full penetration here. All, all, all right, all right. All so right, I think the thing we're gonna learn from this game is that the line between these two things is so thin. Yes, that it's well, that transparent. Is- that's can an I, anime can I, with boobies. So. You tell me if I watch an episode of this, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that it's just anime. Yeah. Well, but your definition doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah. With the accepted so, that. Oh, I, I also I also wouldn't watch anime with you because I watched anime with Knoxville and he. I we want, did, let's not talk we, about. We, it. we both said. But I'm. Whatever gonna bring this up? I'm with you, Vito, because like I said, it's an anime and it has boobies in it. Look, like a great somebody once said. No, I would count uh, that. You know, I got I got two more. Got two more. Uh, I got a quick right. anecdote, real quick. Sure. Uh, one of my experiences with this side of anime, one of my first experiences, was many years ago when we were all into zombies and stuff like that. I had heard about this new up and coming zombie anime that people really liked. Uh, this uh, high school of the, the dead. Yeah, and I was like, yes. oh cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out. It sounds cool and whatever. Reading the description. That is and then, technically an anime. And then reading it and then watching it, it's like, oh my god. Like, half of this show is, like, action shots showing the panties of, like, 16-year-old girls running away from zombies. That manga will never get done because the author uh, died. So he, uh, that, he got that the was... cold and died. Yikes. <laughs> hey, you know, fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, next one. <laughs> next one. Next one. Next one. We got... This, yeah. this, this is, you guys got a lot to think about. The next one is... I hope I read this correctly. Oni-chan, Nikato Aisai, Ariba, Kanakani, Yone, or as long as there's love, it doesn't matter if he is my brother, right? Hentai. <laughs> 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 you don't even need to read it. So, Once I heard Oni-chan, I knew. After six years of living separately, brother and sister Akiko and Akito, Himenokoji are finally reunited. The two used to be quite close until their parents died and they were sent to live with separate foster families. Now the two can live together and go to the same school as brother and extremely loving sister. Alright, this is a hentai. There's yeah, I don't even no need to. No doubt in my mind. Flask, I think you're the one who hasn't said anything. Well, this is a problem though, because like, even even anime as, as popular and uh, widespread as like uh, Sword Art Online have incest themes. Like for front and center, but extremely loving sister. Like that's the move. Extremely that's the, loving. just for funsies. That's I'm weird. being creeped out just hearing those words. Yeah. I'll, I'll go hentai too. I think I'm everyone's hentai. Might say a yeah. prayer before I go to bed tonight. It is an anime. Oh no, they're what? all gonna be anime. <laughs> Come on. That's the, that's the true trick. I got peer pressured. I don't believe. I, I think if we, you make we, me I watch think we all episode, gotta watch this one after this episode. Yeah, yeah throw it over. <laughs> Alright. There's also a bunch of other girls in it, though. But, anyway. So, the last one. And I do not... I could not, for the life of me, find out the actual name of it. Because it's just literally called Anyome Quartet. Uh, The Hanabishi family and the Hidaka family are next-door neighbors. The father of both households could be called best friends. So they all get along like one big happy family. In particular, the Hidaka family's only son, Koki, was raised by the four Hanabishi sisters like he was their own brother. One day, the Hanabishi and Hidaka parents were preparing for a long 
A long-term overseas business trip together. Kentaro Hanabishi had only one problem holding him back from the trip. Leaving his four daughters behind in Japan. Leave it to me, you can rely on me to watch over them. As a result of Koki's casual announcement, both parents happily depart on their trip. Oh, how reliable! That was just what I was waiting to hear. Between both parents, they had arranged for one of the four sisters. Once there, excuse me, one of the four sisters to become Koki's fiance. After Koki's graduation, they would continue discussion a bit further. <laughs> Dude, the but fuck? this recent event gave a chance to accelerate their plan. All right, this is this is absolutely a hentai. This and is like, way way too complicated uh, no. of a plot. Yeah, you yeah. can tell just by the plot description. Like you can tell this is this is something that like some some hentai writer wrote, some, not like yeah, a, some. Oh, I was thinking that the plot is complicated enough that there might be a story here. I'm actually kind of interested to see what no, happens. I think know, this like, is some of these fanfic <laughs> that they want to live out. But like, you don't like the description. Like the description you write for a show is going to be like two or three sentences long, summarizing all the shows about. It's not going to be like a paragraph that includes like, oh, then this character said this, and then this character said that. Now, Dude, what are the fathers? Now that something? that is not true. What's, what is it? I'm gonna, Greg. I'm not. You know what? I've, you won. I've you won me over, one. Greg. Write me down for anime. Seen it's a hentai. It's a hentai. I've seen it. It's got to be a hentai. Hentai. It's hentai. Go on. Fuck you. The description, <laughs> like two, three, three, eight, bad. So for, to, first, to be fair, like, uh, with the description, so it's probably hentai. But the description's so long and wordy. And a like, lot of it. There's a few well, anime. Well I'll find another manga and I'll put it up, or I'll. I'll find another one later if we do this again. But it has a fucking no manga. It has just a fucking long like intro for it. Okay, dude, uh, send me a link to that last one. Uh, It's not that good. I I was counting on you pulling like a three trickaroo and making (laughs) it all anime. So now people are gonna think that I actually. I so I really quickly I was like, do I do all three manga? Because I read like a lot of fucking weird manga. But I was like, oh, I'll just I'll throw one hentai in there, and I was like, you now know, which one should I add that won't be a fucking dead giveaway? But that trick's still up your sleeve, so the next time you very well might. I thought that was gonna be a lot easier than it was. Yeah, yeah. no, that that was harder than I thought. You tricky, um, tricky Japanese. I knew I would get everyone with as long as they're love. It doesn't matter if he Dude. is my brother, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that that just sounds so much like a hand. That's what I was sorry. saying. They don't give a shit. They put incest in everything. Yeah, you you, you had it. You had it there. You hit it the nail on the head there, Flask. And that's all that. right. Thanks, thanks, Greg, for that. We might see no more problem. of that in an upcoming episode. That was pretty fun. So I think we I have to will. work out the uh, the kinks. Yeah, yeah this is a good pilot segment. <laughs> the kinks. The literal of, kinks. A great, yeah, the literal kinks. Don't make fun of my. Don't fucking kink shame me, dude. <laughs> Never. Thanks for joining us, everybody. If you want to see us play video games, not just talk about them, you can do that at YouTube.com/slash Broken Campfire. Recently, we're releasing the final videos of Greg and Flask's playthrough of Revelations 2. It actually just came out. It just came out. Okay, great. Cool. And uh, Flask and I, as we spoke on earlier, finished Life is Strange 2, Episode 2. Those videos are slated for release soon. Yep. And uh, we're going to have more stuff for you soon, we think. We've got a lot of ideas in the group noggin bouncing around. I have Reviewing those three titles recently listed. (laughs) Right, right. 
I have something planned. Ooh, do you want to share it? Do you want to keep it up no, your sleeve? Okay. I'm going to keep it up my sleeve because I don't even know if I want to buy it yet. <laughs> and if you want to ask Greg what he has planned, you can do so on Twitter, at Garkwin93. Yes. But if you want to get to the host in general, send some feedback on the podcast, send a question to be read out loud. Um, send your opinions on Subway and other fast food places that prepare sandwiches for you during the outbreak. You can do so at brokencampfire at gmail.com. Uh, finally, if you do enjoy this podcast, um, you're probably one of one or two dozen at most at the moment. So feedback is critical. And, you know, if we bright up your day a little bit, tell us about it on iTunes. Give us a five out of five. Uh, even if you don't like the podcast, just give it a five out of five because, hey, man, you know, what, what's, a, what's the harm? Everyone's going to die sometime. Just rate it. Boom. Just rate it. And uh, we're going to throw the outro ball, as always, as we've done to every single episode, to Brendan. Bye. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs>